Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. I love this podcast, man. I love this podcast. I have entered my prime at 28 years old. That is the year where you enter your prime. But you didn't win a championship. 27 is usually when they win a ring. What you mean? I did That's win a okay, championship. That's okay. Not everybody I literally have a plaque behind me. Where did it go? Oh, I guess oh, that's true. I, I don't even know where it's at no more. I, I got my ring. I'm going <laughs> for my second. We almost, well, we like 11 away from 250. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, a reminder to leave a like and subscribe to the channel if you uh, if you haven't done so. Even if you're listening, go to YouTube, type in Through the Wire Podcast. Help us get this next bonus in our paycheck. Let's let's uh, get that 10K like. <laughs> let's get oh, us the 10K like. There you go. Derek is putting out goals like that. 10K likes. Subscribe. Five stars. Apple. Spotify. Uh, no Wheezy today. So that's why I was behind the camera. Please uh, watch. He playing this tire, Please man. watch the behind the scenes, man. Please Easy, man. watch the behind the scenes. Oh, Hopefully man. when this is out. The behind the scenes will be on my channel. If you don't know, I do a behind the scenes of every podcast on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Sometimes I upload before, sometimes I upload after, depending on what, what's going on. How the hell was you upload before? There's been times where this podcast has came out extremely late. Oh, you mean, okay, I thought you were like before, the day before or something. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> day, We've had some moments where this motherfucker done came out a day later. And the whole BTS was out a whole 24 hours before. But I've never plugged it. I've never. T- Please go watch today's. Anwar, we love you. He's definitely a part of the TTW family now. That's our guy. But if he is not a Donald Glover Atlanta character, I don't know who he is, man. I just watched I a Donald Glover is. documentary two days ago. So it was you? weird that was you. Was it good? It was YouTube created, so it was fine. It, oh, okay. It had it had its moments. I'd be, like, be liking those. Yeah. Um, before we get started, because today episode got me super excited. I didn't even get on a game with y'all last night because I went to go see Creed three, which was good. But when I got home, I heard it's very anime inspired. So to, I'm excited. It is. I'm excited. Which is why I liked it. I because saw on Twitter, you shouldn't go watch it with your girlfriend. I went that's to go see. That's what Jalen Williams tweeted today. Because why? it's two good looking men. That's why? I don't, I don't know. I'm secure in my relationship. I'm good. Um, <laughs> well, who's the second good-looking dude? Isn't Jonathan Major? Jonathan Major's in Michael B. Jordan, the good-looking guys, in my opinion. Who is the Jonathan Major? His, the guy who's fighting. They got him not – if he's a good-looking man, they don't mm. – he got out of the joint, so he's not mm. – He's little, he rough around the edges. <laughs> he's, ru- he's rough. Okay. But, um, but, hey, man, some people into that. I don't want to tell the movie or nothing, but I like Creed. Mm-hmm. Not – too big into anime but i like anime and michael b jordan directed this mm-hmm. and he used it and I, you I, can see it in the fighting scenes really mike, and i think it was needed mike and michael b jordan got this one thing in common what 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 is the what is the guy's name from the from the hidden leaf village how do you pronounce his name the hidden leaf village rock lee no the, the main character motherfucker. naruto you hear it him and Michael B. Jordan both pronounce <laughs> that man's name that I way. Rock Lee. That's Naruto? How do you say it? Naruto. Naruto. But you do it ugly. Nar- Naruto. It's because I got oh, a Chicago accent. Don't no, in case they know Chicago accent. Michael B. Jordan ain't got no Michael. I got a Chicago uh, accent. Anyway. But no, it but was real good. It was, though? Cause, it, uh, the scenes is literally like some of the scenes. I don't want you to think it. Because when he was saying it, it was hard for me. I'm like, how is he going to use that in the movie? But it, it, was, it was good insight. And it made me want to watch it more because... He said, you know, in boxing movies that every shot has been kind of mm-hmm. used. So I'm like, I, I like when people think like that. And I'm I'm not afraid to see somebody experiment. And it was really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a movie at the end of the day. So some shit is just like, if you follow Creed, Creed 3 is going to be like. So in Creed 2, this is not spoiling anything. Creed 2, he beats the hell out of a, uh, out of a, um, 
Ivan Drago's son. Victor Drago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't podcast. seen Creed one. I haven't he, seen Creed one or two, but I'm I'm planning to see Creed three with no, my parents. No, dude, watch one, two. What? Do not go three. Flex did you that. Y'all Flex is some crazy Flex dudes, came bro. to my birthday dinner. Was like, I, it was a seven out of ten. Why would you ever? Not that impressed. I didn't see one and two though. Because Creed three <laughs> is one of the few movies that I've seen in recent that I've seen a trailer. I'm like, oh shit! I really no, but go it doesn't make movie. sense in the you lore. You need to have watch to... one, two, and three to really appreciate. If you, exactly. If you don't, I don't understand. See one and I just don't understand why y'all would even think. I don't know that, either. Y'all are crazy people. With, uh, I'm talking about you on the ends, by the way. Well, he did the same thing? With Avatar. Oh, I saw the second. I didn't even know it was the first one. <laughs> he didn't even know it was the first I one. Know, I had no idea that was the first Avatar. That's, just, that, just now that's crazy. You know what's crazy? I loved, the, I loved the one I saw. But you would probably love it more if you've seen the first one. Creed, especially Creed. That shit came out 10 that, years ago. He barely but, but, but especially but, Creed. Uh, I'm not into the Avatar shit, so I can't speak on it. They spent two, Creed spent two movies. Building the character, you yes. should go into the third one and not see the character arc from the first two. And again, I don't want to. You don't know none of the ins and outs. I don't want to spoil anything, but the third is like it, it, it reverse. It starts off young. So you, if you don't know who Creed is from one or two, when he go, when there, it starts they exist, off, Mike, go watch the damn movie. It's, it's gonna, gonna be take, weird. It's gonna take three and a half hours out of your life. I'm, I'm aware how, how movies could put in that type of stuff. He's I'm having saying, flashbacks I don't really from this, one and two. Particular uh, can we get into basketball? Yeah, we he, are. He's gonna piss me but off. you're not. You're not. <laughs> he's just gonna piss me you're off. not gonna understand about this particular series. You're not gonna understand. Then why are you going to see three? Because it looks like a good movie. The first two are good movies. You don't get to three without having a good movie. <laughs> um, we could get to basketball. We are. Um, let me go see Scream Three real quick without watching the first two, which is fine. No, it's I not. Say, no, I it's say, not. It's can, not fine. I can you right now, the only it's, time it's fine if it's it's a series that the main characters don't carry over. Yeah, or if, if it's, it's Cloverfield shit, Lane, like scary movie. Like you can watch any scary exactly. movie. Exactly. But this is chronologically it. telling a story. You can't skip one and two. Imagine reading the third Harry Potter book and not the first two. Like okay, technically, sure, you point. probably can because they. Good point. The fact that you're saying that's a good point is crazy to me. Anyway, um, the bad point, but no. Before we get into the show, this is what I want to say. Did y'all come to work? Of course, I came. To work. Yes, did, I how much time play. did you put in to work yesterday? About thirty minutes. I'm so, okay. Like, can we? I'm just uh, something. Something is wrong today. Something's in did the water. You, did you thirty minutes? That's what I'm saying. But hold up, did you do your work? I was doing the last night before I went to bed. How long did you, how much time did you spend? Don't lie, because we said 30 minutes. Probably like two hours before I went to bed and then probably like 30, 45 minutes in the morning. How so much like morning? Three hours-ish. You spent three hours on this. No way in here you spent three hours. Let's get into on. news first. It. Let's get into news. Okay. Let's get into news. Um, so, I, we, I, so I bet not hear no bullshit answers. These are going to be some real answers, because we're doing exceeded and disappointed expectations. Nobody got Ben Simmons, right? Nope. Okay. I, I thought it would be corny. Okay. Ben Simmons. I thought it was like, you got Ben Simmons? Simmons? disappointed the whole damn year. But you got him? No. Okay. I just want to make sure we ain't got no corny news shit. News around the league. Last time we talked, it was the morning. I, I was excited. The morning that John Morant was on Instagram, mm-hmm. we gave our initial reaction. Assistant, yeah, things we, have developed more. Yeah. Uh, we said it, it, we thought it was fake. All right. I went on a little mini rant about everything. But here's what happened since then. He is now away from the team. He's been suspended for two games. But um, even more. Taylor Jenkins said it's not necessarily suspension, but he's away from the team. And it's going to be way longer than the two games that we initially said. He has completely, completely deleted social media. Um, Steven Adams held a players-only meeting between – the players on the team talking about the life outside of basketball. And Mark Spears said something this morning on his podcast that's very interesting. He said basically in the CBA says that if there's a firearm on the premises or the team premises or on the team plane, that's an automatic 50 game suspension. Gilbert. 
And that's why the league is trying to assess the thing to figure out where the ga- the gun came from. The players only meeting also a lot of people said that were there basically directed at John Moran. Yep. About going out on the road. They have a horrible road record. They're extremely good at home. Um and John Morant went his ass out <laughs> later that <laughs> night after that speech. And now we hear it was also things that I was hearing about outside of the NBA. Um he went out in Utah. If it's and we was if, in Utah, it's not many places to go out. To. I'm sorry, not Utah, Denver. Den- okay, Denver. Denver. If it was his gun, if it was licensed, all of that, it'd still be problematic that he has a Memphis gun in Denver. And right. then now KB said, was it on a team plane? This, that, and the third. Was it his? Is it registered? A lot of people have been saying that those are also outside of bad NBA shit. Like the outside of NBA hands. If the law mm-hmm. get in get in, in involved in that part then it's a whole separate matter. Mm-hmm. Obviously, nobody up here is wishing anything crazy is coming out of this, but it is a crazy situation. Mm-hmm. Um, a very avoidable one, too, which is unfortunate. Is. Just yeah. don't go on Instagram live. And then I've been hearing, I don't know how true it is, because the internet is just the internet, and I don't really, I'm kind of mostly basketball. Um, he went to rehab or some shit? Uh, not necessarily. It's not like he went to, what is it, AA for, for people that are active. Alcohol Anonymous or something like that. But it is some form of that where it's like rehabilitation, you know, trying to figure out exactly the disconnect between what he's going through and his actions off the off the field, off the court. Yeah. Um, we wishing him the best for, for from sure. person to person. I love it. Um, you got to do what you got to do, man. You can't really care about what people's opinions are and social media and, the, and everybody. Before we got this painted, like, we were going through ideas, and Ja Moran was literally, I was going to be in the form of Ja Moran up there. Like, that's one of my favorite players to watch, and it kind of sucks he's going through all this. I'm so glad we didn't go with that idea. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the, the, the mock-ups of that was weird Your head on Ja Morant body is I fucking seen, uh, crazy. It was like some of the repercussions for John Morant Tim Duncan? and everything yeah. he's going but through. You couldn't even tell it was Tim Duncan. I was Kobe. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it is, this is way better. What we got is way better. And they were better. talking about like the repercussions for John Morant. And uh, it was like an aircraft travel ban. Like you can't travel by plane. And I was just thinking, and somebody was just talking about how the hell is he going to be traveling to all these games if he could play? And he ain't got no, like, just he can't, can't fly. He's gonna have to can't be play back to backs. Can't no, play. No, it's going to be tough because it's playoffs. I mean, you have a little extra time oh, yeah. to maybe travel, but in the playoffs, we're going to be on the Amtrak. You need your rest. You know, you want to be with the team. It's tough. It's I hate be, yeah. film sessions on the plane and he's not on the plane, you know? I hate the, the thing I hate the most about this outside of the actual him having the gun and the thing and the security aspect of it. Um, is the commentary around parenting specifically towards T. Morant? I just I just find it extremely weird that people that don't know Ja or T specifically are having conversations about him as a father. That shit has just always been cringe to me. Yeah. And anytime we talk about the parenting style of anybody that you don't know, you're not experiencing is weird. T. Morant obviously is a good enough dad to have his son in the position to be the face of a franchise, to be one of the faces of the NBA. Sure, he might he might be in love with the potential celebrity life or sitting courtside at the Suns game. But we have, we have plenty of players in the league. We have plenty of players in America, people in America that don't have a father in their lives. And T has been there on the road. He's been there at home. He's been all around. So I, we, we know people in our own personal life that have t- a perfect two parent household, but that dude going to end up still being a dickhead. Now, I'm not saying that Jaws that, but I can't look at T. Morant and say, oh, he's failing as a parent. He's failing as a father figure. Some shit that I legitimately saw on television. People have a conversation around it, and it just rubs me the wrong way. Um, just because that's just not, 
I don't. I, I think that you can be an amazing parent and still have your kids make mistakes. He's a, he's still a human at the end of the day. And, and I thought also a grown ass man. Yeah. Saw this morning, people were blaming Jaron Jackson and Desmond Bain, <laughs> which is also oh, yeah. asinine because they don't even go that, out. That's the crazy thing is just people always look. First of all, people assume everything. Mm-hmm. Like they act like they kind of know everything, and it's just people always want to just put their input in, and that's what just kind of already makes that bad cloud around everything. That's the down part of like what media is turning to because of social media. I haven't I haven't watched any of this. Yeah. I, like I said in, in the thing, um, I'm, I'm a basketball guy. I understand we have to talk about certain things that happen that may not be on a basketball court, and I'm fine with that. But it's only a certain extent that I'm going to go to when talking about it. I'll give my little short opinion, but I don't, I'm don't. i not diving that far into it because I don't really know anything about it. I don't really know anything about him, and I don't really know anything about the situation. I'm here to cover basketball and talk about basketball. Yes, it's correlated to basketball, and I'll talk about the parts that's correlated to that. But I don't really – I'm getting questions in my DM. I got a question in my DM that said, uh, is Ja Morant influencing the hood like Allen Iverson? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like that – Like, and it's and and my response is just like I, I can't even believe I was being asked because it's just like what are we talking about? And I, I don't know. <laughs> it's a lot like and, – and, and like I, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but the person who sent it, I don't think he's ever been in the hood. So it's like, what are we even talking about now? <laughs> it's just getting to a point where, yeah, I'm not going, I'm not watching these talk shows anyway. But even if I do in the morning or some shit, the last thing I want to hear about is you trying yeah. to um, break down somebody as a parent or their and family. And I don't, I don't watch some things from. either, but it come across a timeline. And, you know, I get yeah. interested, especially if it's, I can watch those shows in two minute increments. And if it's a two minute clip. I watch it. That's literally how I watch it. It's, if it's a clip that just go viral, I'll see it. But I'm def—I definitely have stopped turning on the TV. I like shit in the background when yeah. I'm cooking That's eggs and breakfast or something like that. So it'll be. I'll like, throw on a YouTube video, YouTube TV, and you know they'll just have Shannon and Skip talking. I'm not sitting there gathering information, but it's in the background while I'm reading mm-hmm. a newspaper. Skip says some ridiculous shit. And yeah, this the crib shit. But That's it'd be funny though. It'd be yeah. funny. It's though. not funny. I didn't, I didn't find I mean, that one funny the, at all. J- the Skip Bayless talking about the crib shit with. Job Morant. Okay, it's, it's I ain't crazy. seen all that. It's been a minute because I used to just wake up early and it'll be like get up and like you said, skip sh- skipping Shannon on. But I I ain't been on recently to hear that Josh stuff. Yeah, it's talking about is he a crypt? I don't know if he's a crypt. Is he with the crypts? Is he going against the crypts? He's throwing up crypt. It's just like to have Skip Bayless have this. I don't know, bro. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, you're right. And I know Shannon just has oh, to feel man. so uncomfortable sometimes. Like Shannon is put in a tough spot because it's like Shannon, he's a grown ass man. It ain't Shannon's job to correct him on every single thing. And he also not here to chastise a person who he has respect for. So it's like, I, I understand, but it's just like Shannon aside, I don't want to hear Skip Bayless who don't know shit about no crip blood, any fucking thing. Don't come from that. I don't want to hear him talking about it. I don't even want to hear him talk about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I would much rather hear him talk about basketball than Yeah, if it was the one or the other, give me the basketball. Yeah, yeah for talk. sure. No, what the hell? Sure. <laughs> uh, but getting back to the Desmond Bain and, and Jaron Jackson Jr. thing, it, it makes no sense because neither of those players were with him in Denver. And they haven't even shown that. Jock goes out with his own people. To the level of John Moran either. Yeah. Jaron might be somewhat corny to some people. He might make some music and stuff, but. That's Those normal. dudes That's don't cool. go out as much as Ja does. Ja yeah. travels with his own group of dudes, which is fine, and they like the nightlife, which is not. It's nothing wrong with not like liking the nightlife. A lot of NBA players do that because they're taking every every player we talk to this All Star weekend. They say, "I got to give me a nap in. I got to give me a nap in." You know, so they have these these afternoon naps. They play a game, and then 
They got nothing to do, so let's go hit the club and, and let's go do this, and which is fine. It's normal. It's normal. It's a normal transition into that celebrity life when you do get to the NBA. You now introduced to a lot of different things, mm-hmm. so it's normal. You just have to have that balance. As long as it doesn't impact work, just like yeah. in every other situation in life, it's fine. Um, but John Morant goes out with his own people, and then he goes on Instagram. He does this, and uh, I hope he gets the help that he needs, whether it be you know mental health um, stuff, but. It's an unfortunate situation, especially now we can go to the basketball aspect of it. Uh, the same day all of this is coming out, Brandon Clark is out for the rest of the season with a torn yeah. Achilles. And we know the torn Achilles is not just, oh, he'll be back in October ready to hoop. Brother might be out into next playoffs, which is unfortunate because he's been such an impactful player for them this year. And they've lost two games in a row recently. I and they just blew that big lead that they had against um, Clippers. 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 Yep. I would tell y'all this. Nothing gets me more sick to my stomach. That has nothing to do with my family, obviously. Then hearing Achilles injury. That injury makes me dry. Like, when I see that, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. It, it's just something about that injury that I'm a, I can, like, even an ACL tear is tough. Yeah. But it's like, I'm like, oh, damn. Or but when I hear the Achilles, it just, like, make me, like, you know, the, the Dirk me, I, I fell down to my knees when the law came. That's how I feel. Like, I saw that shit. I'm like, and I like Brandon Clark, but I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm just the biggest Brandon Clark fan. He's always been he, cool. He I damn like near him. won them a playoff series But last it's year. like, oh, my gosh, bro. And on top of that, shit, like, he relies on his athleticism. Like, he's he a focus stick on the floor. He's a dude that in college coming out of Gonzaga had more blocks than dunks. And that was, like, an impressive thing, and I kept being mm-hmm. sad about him. But the one thing I am happy for Brandon Clark in this situation he got paid. Yeah, he got He so. got paid. And it, even that, when he got paid, I'm like, damn, his agent need to figure it out. Because that felt like an underpay for the type of impact yeah. he could have. Um, but now, so they're missing him for the rest of the season. They don't got anybody that can replace that type Steven of production. Steven Adams is already out. Steven Adams has been out. And Since again, January. we don't know if Jaws out for two weeks. Is he out for 50 games? So, like, th- this right now, again, sticking to the basketball, the Memphis Grizzlies are one of the biggest wild cards of basketball. They only have a half game difference between them and the two seed and the Sacramento Kings is a three seed, which is crazy that the Kings might end up being a fucking two seed this season. Shout out to them. And now we talked about how everybody's like, oh, we need to get to the six seed because we want to go against the Kings. Shit. If I'm one of them teams that like teetering, and I could get to go against the Grizzlies right now, mm-hmm. I'm 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 I just saw what the Clippers did 23 to two run in the yep. fourth quarter. I'm like, we can do that. They ain't got no jaw. Steven Adams is probably gonna be back for playoff time, but they ain't got no no uh, no Brandon Clark who's been running back up four for them. He's ran some back up five again last year. He was amazing in the playoff series. One of the main reasons why they got out of that went against the um, Timberwolves, and they missing him now too. That's so gotta, I would rather go against them right now than the than the Kings in the playoffs. Yeah, they, they throwing out Xavier Tillman, who yep. missed a lot of layups. Shout out to X Men. Kawhi saw that man on him in transition, and he blew right past him as <laughs> late in that game. And they were already a team that I don't know if they put that much fear in people anyway. Yeah, no, for strength, for they sure. were good good regular season team that you respect, but I don't think nobody was fearing or ducking them already to begin with. So now you add all this in there, and yeah, they are they are yeah, officially that just goes a, back a, to a like Josh has made a goofy ass mistake. Mm-hmm. And that's all it could be. That's all it can be. He just made he made a mistake. He's we human. might go five years in the future and forget this whole thing. Or not forget it, but it won't come up in conversation. We just don't yeah. need so many think pieces and fucking dialogue, fucking a minute, 45 second clips from people that's just talking and talking and talking. Shout out to Jalen Rose. He's one of the few people that I've heard say some shit. And I liked what he said. Uh, Who else said something? Some football player. Plexico Burris said something this morning, but I'm not talking about him. Um, why would he do? He just said if you... 
need to learn anything, learn it from me. Because, of course, Plexico shot himself um, outside of a nightclub before. Make you shoot yourself like Plexico. Um, did Des Bryant say something, too? I know Steven that, Jackson. Des Bryant Steven said, Jackson and Matt Barnes talked on it, too. I, there are people that have opinions that have been in very similar situations, whether it be Steven Jackson, whether it be yeah. Matt Barnes, whether it be Des Bryant. Um, Des Bryant said, hey, if, if the people around you don't have the same level of respect for you that you have for them, then you need to cut your circle, which has been a conversation around, like, you have to cut these people off that don't have the same vision as you. That's the same, like the same thing that uh, Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes is on, too. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just for anybody. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. a podcaster or a YouTuber and your channel is going, like, you just, yeah, anybody that's not around you that don't appreciate or understand, it don't have to be beef, but, yeah, you, you, you have to. It's, it's, it's already Sometimes tough Sometimes you enough. just grow apart. You just separate yourself okay. from those people. Yeah. It's, yeah. O- it's okay yeah. to outgrow people. For sure. And sometimes you have to when you're in a select when you're in a job that's as selective as uh, the NBA. Uh, here are their next five games: Lakers, Warriors at home. Though they'll beat the Lakers. We no no no. We need this win tonight. We gonna talk about playing stuff. We need this win. Dallas twice, and oh, then no, the Miami that's, Heat. That's, Miami Heat is coming. To, they to still bite. got the Clippers yeah. twice this season. They still got the Bucks this season. Oh man. Uh, it's it's gonna be rough. The good thing is they're so ahead of everything else that it feels like the far, furthest they can drop is three. Um, but even then, if if the Suns keep hooping the way they hooping, <laughs> the the Suns yeah. might go on a nice little seven game streak and now eight or three C. So um, a lot of things are still up in the air. Um, so that's that's enough for the uh, the John Morant talk. The next thing we want to talk about is Luca versus Devin Booker. You know, nationally televised game, an early game. We get to see. Kyrie versus KD, Luka versus Devin Booker, revenge, regular season. Got down to the last three seconds of the game. Luka Doncic missed a bunny that would that would send it to overtime, basically. A shot that we've seen him make a million times. It's, open, it's basically an open layup. Yeah, it was a little, bit, a little floater. And when he missed it, I'm like, His no whole way. soul left yeah. his own body. He didn't even foul because he was just kind of like, damn, I just missed I just that missed bunny. missed that one. Uh, he even said after this postgame, he came back to the locker room, looked at his phone, and one of his homies said, even I would have made that shot. Like one of the people <laughs> that don't even hoop. Um, it's, but, just, it's just crazy mm-hmm. that interaction afterwards. Right. So they get head to head. There's been re- like different reports about what was said. One of them said that Devin Booker was saying that was a charge. He should have been called for a charge. And he's pointing at the spot. Other people said he says some uh, some explicit things directed in Luca's direction. Luca goes to the postgame interview. He said, I don't mind talking trash, but let's do it. Out more than just the last three seconds of the game, which yeah, I can respect. When the, when the game is sealed. But I also like the shit that Devin Booker said, which I thought was dope. Because everybody talk about, the old heads in this generation talk about, oh, everybody too buddy-buddy nowadays. And now you got two dudes, Luka and Devin Booker, who are some of the best in the game of basketball, who literally hate each other. They going to get, this is exactly what the old heads have been asking for. And that's what Devin Booker said. We don't like each other, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, we see each other on the court. And Luca right now has the upper hand after what happened in the playoffs last year, winning by a million points. Um, but this game for Devin Booker might have felt really good, even if it took Kevin Durant doing what he did uh, to get there. <laughs> yeah, the way that Luca reacted after Devin Booker said whatever he said, I could tell it was some extra words. Oh, in there. For like sure. he had. You don't smile. see Luca react like that. He yeah. moved fast as hell. To it was get like it was on site type shit. Like he yeah. moved. The reason right why away. it did seem like Devin Booker was like, "Come on, like a really, really nigga type of moment," is just because. It was right after he missed it. It was just like the game was over, and you now you're finna come talk to him. If you was really finna do that, go guard his ass and then talk all that shit. Yeah, that's why I feel like that competitive nature is more so. And I, I love mean, what I, 
there was anybody else, I would say that. But I think Devin Booker has proved since he's been in the league, he's one of the most competitive people who ain't dunking no smoke. He was down by 20. I saw I, a clip. There's a, literally a compilation of De- from Devin his, Booker. His second year, they were down by 20 plus points, and he was still talking shit. So, I mean, that that whole theory of like, oh, he waited. A, you just don't know Devin Booker then, and you just don't watch basketball. Devin Booker has literally won it all smoke since he's been he's been on the Suns. He's been on the fucking Suns, and he's had 18 all wins this season, 22 smoke, wins that year. All the smoke with any fucking body. I haven't seen him duck anything yet from a fucking star level player like Luca to when he was beefing with fucking Troy Daniels. So the whole theory, he's talking they when being he's, teammates. He's talking when, yeah, they didn't end up being <laughs> teammates. He's talking when he's winning. No, no, no. Shout out to all the Suns people that was like going back at that because that was just, that's just stupid. Even if you're a Mavericks fan and you don't like him because you're rocking with Luca, I get that. But the whole theory that he talks shit because they were winning, oh, oh my! It was it, it was in me. the it was the wrong time. It looked like never a wrong time. They're competing. You're competing. The game was over. The, exactly, the game was but over. they don't like each other. They the had a seven game, game series that was heated. They don't like each other. If he so would have made that petty. motherfucker, he wouldn't have said shit. Of to course him. not. What the fuck? When you he talk shit to Kyron after you win, you wouldn't have talked the same shit if you lost. Duh. He finna talk that shit now with KD. I know that. He been talking shit without KD. And they literally had a seven-game series where they was going at each they other. They got his ass sent home. I see what both what of y'all are saying. Mean, I, he, 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 he could back up that talk now. But if a, the Lakers have gotten sent home by him, and do the Lakers stop talking shit if they go against the Suns? That's not how the NBA is. Davis literally said after the series, we would have won that series if it wasn't for blank, blank, blank. Who does what competitor does that? You beat me, so I'm gonna shut up. Who does that? You're competing. I get what both of y'all are saying. I, I don't get what he's saying. So I, help me get it. Because Mike is bad at this. I think what Mike is saying is that he agrees with Luca. That like if we're gonna talk trash, it's okay that to talk trash, but let's do it for 48 minutes and not the last two. I seconds. do not think that but they just came out of an entire series where they talk shit the entire time. They mm-hmm. compl- they they literally don't like each other for a reason. So right. the whole theory and notion that he just waited to talk shit, Luca, cut it out. Cut it out, Luca. Cut it out. So, I have. Do y'all think that interaction still happens if Luca makes that layup? Does Devin Booker still say some shit to him? No, because he literally said what he I said. Think, he went back and pointed to where he missed from. I like, think it would. Right I think it would to an ex- extent if it meant that he was saying that should have been an offensive foul. Oh, because he did push off a little bit, but he it's fine. I mean, it's basketball. Yeah, it's basketball. So if he hits that shot and he still does the push off, Devin Booker might still say that's an offensive foul right there, but it might not impact Luca enough. Because he would have made the shot, so it don't yeah, matter to him. That's true. So I, I think it it might have still happened, the but maybe shot not. Caused everything. Of course, of course, <laughs> exactly. I yeah. need because the series though. Me I too. do too. Me too. I would, oh, love, yeah, it. I would but, love to but, see but, another but, series. But we 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 needed the series before Kevin Durant was ever a son. For sure, we yeah. wanted the series since the meme of. Uh, at first, it was Devin Booker with Luca. I Dennis just pulled a Luca Doncic, yeah, and looking at him. Like we needed it since then. Mm-hmm. So, like, this whole theory of, oh, they won, so now they talking, and uh, that's stupid to me. The series got an extra element now. Kyrie and KD opposing yeah, team. and Kyrie was talking a little yeah. something to Devin. So, it's like, yeah, but that's just competitive nature. I've not seen one of these ultra-competitive dudes who's going to change the way that they say something because they're winning. Especially a guy like Devin Book. His, his competitive streak is, like, so solidified that it's, he's not going to duck on smoke. Yeah, we've seen that. Like that's one thing that you cannot say. All that being said, Kevin Durant still be the best player on the court, and it's just like he still make all the craziest shots when you need him to down the stretch. Yeah, but then again, the Mavericks were there. Yeah, Mavericks right is there. right there. They, they was there. Luca don't back down. Luca gonna come with you. Kyrie, Kyrie don't back down. He's gonna come at you. 
And that's all that you need. Like them dudes is they they right there. Josh and Kogi gonna come at you. They I pick, right I, there. I, I, like let's hypothetically get this series. Um I'm picking Suns in like five. Um maybe six because Lucas ridiculous. Um You want to, but shit, even before Kevin Durant got there and Kyrie got there, you thought they was gonna wax their ass and the Mavericks won. For sure. Um but I just I can see Luca being like, fuck, they added Kevin and we added Kyrie, which is dope. But we got rid of everybody that's supposed to guard a guy like Kevin. <laughs> you True. know what I'm saying? There's no door for any Smith. Like, when I watched that game, it was Tim Hardaway Jr. guarding Kevin. That's why Kevin did what he did. <laughs> it was Reggie Bullock on Kevin Durant sometimes. That's why Kevin Durant did what he did. They just don't have any options for Kevin. And but they are saying Reggie Bullock, they best perimeter defender. Which but. is, he's... It's probably true, but that ain't saying much. <laughs> Shout out to Josh Green, though. I think still for Luka and the Mavericks, when you're in a situation like that, just fight, man. Just fight. Yeah. And I, for me, as a as a basketball guy, as a, a competitor, that's all I look for. The team that has a better team, the Suns, they're supposed to win. But I guarantee you, if Luka and them claw, fight, and do what they do, it's going to be respect. And I think that's the that's what makes this the better thing, is that Devin Booker did go up there and say that. It's just basketball, and they don't like each other, but there is a respect. He didn't, and I think he said we don't have hate. I don't hate the guy. Or be, we just don't like each other. And that's sometimes what basketball and sports and competitive nature is supposed to be, where it's like I ain't finna punch him in the face, but I'm also not finna hug him and be like, hey, man, you you got me on that spin turnaround. Like, no, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck me. Let's go. And as long as the Mavericks don't lose in four, don't lose in five, and they fight and they make the Suns earn it, Even Luka if they going to still walk out as one of them dudes. And that's all you can look for. If it ain't an even matchup, just make the motherfuckers earn a spot. This is definitely not even. God. Again, in that game, it was very even, but, like, I'm looking at that series, like, boy. Yeah, it's not even at it's, all. It's, it's an uphill battle for the so Mavericks. So, you have respect for Mavericks if they make it six, right? For sure. Yeah, it's like we all walk away. I have away. respect for Luka and like, Yeah, for real. Because it's like, don't have them, to take both they, of them. If they force it to seven and they make that same seven, then like Devin extremely Bo- tough. Devin Booker then... and them can't even talk shit if they go seven. You feel yeah. me? Even if you they, added Kevin Durant. Yes. <laughs> you can't even talk shit. You literally, it's just like, oh, we won, and you just got to go and focus on the next series. But a mat, that, would, that would to me, would be corny, is if they went seven, barely got out of the series, and D- Devin Booker was doing the shit now, and then we got up here. Then I would be like, okay, yeah, that was weird because y'all shouldn't have went seven to begin with. But I don't – man. I just think Luke and Kyrie, they both just had that, like, that hunger mentality. With it. Even though they might be the underdog, they still feel like we got a chance to win this Hell shit yeah. still. Like – they can both go for fifty. Yes, they, and the way they and the way they support. <laughs> I mean, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, for threes. They had. They always got that puncher's chance. Right. They could be a game where they hit fifteen plus threes type uh, type jazz. Shit, I say even without the threes though, they both just t- two prolific scorers. Luca can post shoot three, step back, get to the line. Kyrie can do the same thing. They can both cause so much fucking. Uh, ruckus when they get to the 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 fucking paint that you got to collapse. And you don't know what version of Aiden you getting. So like I honestly it's, it's, with Kevin Durant, it's, it's so there. hard for I don't Aiden. think it's up in the air at all. It's they don't defend Aiden. anybody. They don't defend. Look at their defensive rating since they added Kyrie and got rid of Dorian Finney Smith. It's one of the worst guard, in basketball. Gotta guard them too, though. Yeah, but I mean <laughs> if if Kyrie has an off night or Luca has an off night, they're not making up those points. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker could still have an off night because Kevin is there, or Kevin could still have an off night because Devin Booker is there, and you might get a Josh Akoki game, or you might get Ish Wainwright who hit what, what a couple games. Have. Any team that plays them, Josh Akoki cannot have a night. Yeah. Or Ish At Wainwright all. can't hit like two three At two corner threes late in the game. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's a lot. I just think that the Mavericks are gonna have this uphill battle in a lot of series because they don't play any defense. And it's like, yeah, they can score with the best of them, but let Tim Hardaway Jr. shoot 0 for 6 from 3 again. 
It's going to be rough. Even if Kyrie and KD both – Kyrie and KD. I'm so used to that. Kyrie and Luka both have 40. It's like we still need more because that's only 80 points in a game that's going to 125, 128. Yeah. So you I need the I just think they play on house money. I'm not even – I just think it's even – the Suns are a better team. We're expecting the Suns to win. But, again, as long as the Mavericks make them earn it. The Mavericks got to get in that motherfucker. That's our next topic, the play-in. Because right now there were four teams with the exact same record in the Western Conference. Shout out to Luka and D-Book, though. Um, those teams are the Utah Jazz, the Portland Trail Blazers, the LA Lakers, and the Pelicans. That's nine through twelve, all the same records. You got some tiebreaker shit. You got some versus division rival type stuff. Um, and anything can really happen at this point. So out of that bunch, OKC is still in it. They're half a game out. So at, at they OKC, said they're going to start managing Shea's minutes. Do they really? Yeah. yeah. Probably won't play back. Because then you have an abdominal thing. Is that did he also have that too? I thought it was just, like, just because it's the rest of the season. They were just kind of just like whatever. They gonna tie it to something. Yeah. I don't really. I'm not a fan of him. I would rather just see him draw out a hoop and try to at least go for the play in. But it seems like they can just kind of waving a white flag. Too good. Are, are you true? I, I don't know if I believe that though. Too good to be true. It's not like if they were. They don't. There's no reason to do it. Because no matter if they lose every game for the season, they're still going to have the same exact odds as if they try to compete right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Because they're, they're 14 and a half games better than the two teams <laughs> below them. Yeah, they have 15 wins. You're not beating them, bro. You're not beating that. And even on the flip side of that, the Charlotte Hornets and the Detroit Pistons, you're not, you're not catching them either. So even if we decide, Shay, you shut down for the rest of the season, you're, the highest you can get is the fifth odds. And at that point, is it even, is it even worth it? We have a game out of the shit. Like, I'm not saying y'all wrong, obviously, because they no. have a little bit of history, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Shea genuinely is dealing with some shit, and that's why we manage in this minute. It's not because we want to start losing. Because uh, even even with Shea not being there, they 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 lost three in a row without Shea. And then Shea came back, and now they're on a two-game win streak. But I don't know. If it would, if I'm an OKC fan, and that is the case, it would rub me the wrong way, because we're right there. We're mm-hmm. half a game yeah. behind the goddamn eighth seat. I, I just say that. I'm just, yeah. I'm just agreeing with Derek that I saw the same report. So, you know, it's just too good to be true. And it's crazy that they're about For whatever to- reason. Yeah. For whatever reason. You just wanted to see them go out swinging. And it, because they've done it in the last so many years, I guess it's easy for us to just chalk it up to that. Mm-hmm. It's like. And it's, it's kind of great for them, though, because they're going to get two lottery picks. I'm so sick of that, though. Why? What's the second one? Yeah. because Lakers gonna- pick. That's the Pelicans. But I'm just sick of the thunder and its obsession with lottery picks. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Don't you? That's why. That's why I just don't believe it. They have Jalen Williams playing his best basketball. Josh Giddey's playing his best basketball. Shea's an All NBA caliber player. I don't think you need an additional super lottery pick, especially if you have the fifth best odds. Mm -hmm. You know, like sure, I'm in Thompson will be cool on your roster, but you don't need that right now. Let's go get some experience for these dudes. Let's go get them a play in appearance. Because hey, we can make the play in and lose a game, and we still we still got the the seventh best odds now. I, I don't know. It's, it would be weird for me for that to be the case. I think that Shea's probably dealing with some real shit. No, he might be. Yeah. Might be. But it's still too good to be true. Utah Jazz, Portland Trailblazers, Lakers, Pelicans, and OKC. There's two spots for those five teams. Which teams do y'all feel the most confident in? Name the teams again. I'm sorry. Utah Jazz, Portland Trailblazers, LA Lakers, Port, uh, Pelicans, and the OKC Thunder. Pelicans and the Blazers. I'm, I, go, I I'm, keep watching I'm the, putting the Blazers in there as well. Just because Damian Lillard is playing at a... A crazy level right now, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think the Lakers are gonna make it just because they don't have LeBron at this point. See, I'll, I'll go. Pelicans I think it's gonna be well. the Blazers and the Lakers. I I think I agree with Mike on this one, man. 
The and y'all know I've been anti-Lakers for my entire life. Dame has been torching, like you said. That's why I feel like he's gonna he's gonna get that spot for the Blazers. The Lakers have been looking really damn good, like especially on the defensive side. It's just that offense sometimes can struggle, but Anthony Davis has been playing all NBA basketball. And they have one of the easiest schedules left in basketball. That don't mean Just a ton. About, like I said, we're about yeah. to play but the Jawless Grizzlies tonight. Mm-hmm. That's why I said that's a must win because I think it – I don't know what the other – the team schedules when they play, but I think that literally would put us in the playoffs or the playing if we if we won today. Yep. Um, yeah, I just the, – the Pelicans are just a hard watch right now. And if there's no timetable for Z in these last 15-ish games – like I watched them last night against the De'Aaron Foxless Sacramento Kings, and it was ugly as hell. It just, it's just not a good brand of basketball right now. And I just don't see them putting together. I mean, of course they could, but I just it, – it They got a tough route. It will, yeah, I just it, it's, it would be tough for them. I don't feel extremely confident with it. This is so sad, bro. It is. They were they the were number two, two seed, seed, they two bro. seed, bro. They looked so good. Like, yep. it was at a point where you had to probably, like, kind of respect them as a contender. And now they didn't – Fell off. I, st- I still got. I still got some hope in there. They they all they in the same group with the rest of these teams. Yeah, Lakers have been thirteenth the whole season, yep. and they don't have LeBron. So what? Are, where is my confidence coming from? All of a sudden for them, probably the recent play since the trade it's deadline. Been so they've been li- good. It's been so little though. Yeah, I mean a, we got like a three a week a three week stretch of them playing. Anthony Davis in the the games without LeBron is averaging like thirty four points per game. The last two has been pretty good for them. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll he see. Been, he been struggling, Loki. <laughs> Malik Beasley, I think he had one good game. What's up with D'Angelo Russell? Uh, he's questionable tonight. Which we need Upgraded him. to questionable. Yes, you do need, we need him. That's why like they had fans are talking about we we looking at Kemba Walker. Which is like, at this point, let Dennis Schroeder just do what he do. Yes. It's 14 Dennis games Schroeder's left. So good he, this year. he has. He has. <laughs> Isn't it past the deadline, though? For like, Let's say you bring in Kemba. Can he not play in the playoffs? Like, Isn't there a deadline that like players that you sign at this point – Cannot go to postseason. It was just a baseball thing. Just got signed by the Dats. I don't think they brought him in for him to not be able to play. It might be a baseball thing exclusively then. Um, Yeah, the Lakers wouldn't be talking to Kimball Walker if he couldn't play. Toughest schedules. The Portland Trailblazers had a second toughest schedule left in basketball. So I don't know if that influenced y'all decision to pick Portland. Um, And the Utah Jazz have fourth. None of us picked the Jazz, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't see the Jazz holding on to that spot. Um, But if we look at the bottom, the Pelicans. Have the twenty eighth easiest schedule, hardest schedule, however you said. So they got they got a cakewalk. But no, but but how, how does that? How do they determine that? Because listen, mm-hmm. you just said they're right. Now let me tell you what they playing. Yeah. Because I got it in front of me. Mm-hmm. They're playing the Mavericks tomorrow. Yep. Then after that they play the Thunder. Yep. Then they play the Blazers. Yep. Then they play the Lakers. Then they play the Rockets, Rockets, Spurs, Hornets. Mm-hmm. But then it goes Clippers, Blazers, Warriors, Nuggets, Clippers, Kings, Grizzlies, Knicks, yep. Timberwolves. So, so they I hear the easy. They determine it by saying that oh, we still got the Houston Rockets twice. That's the easiest team in basketball to beat up on. We still got the Spurs. That's another easy team, and we still got the Hornets. Those should be four guaranteed wins because those teams don't put together competent but NBA now, rosters. What, can't you offset that with the Timberwolves? The Knicks, yeah, the Kings, but even the Nuggets, the Warriors, but those aren't even like guaranteed losses, if you know what I mean. Like those four games feel like guaranteed wins. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Where like yeah, we yeah. go against the Knicks and the Knicks are the hottest team in basketball, but we have a chance at least, you know, mm-hmm. maybe unlikely, but we still have a chance to to put that together. Um, and then they also go against the Blazers twice, who what P just said, and that that could determine the a Lakers, lot with they the play season. the Lakers too. So yep. A lot of these teams are all in the, in each other's whatever. Yeah, yeah. the Lakers play. still have the Jazz twice, who again. Are in the hunt, but they ain't looking as good. Type of team they lose to. Yep, they got the Rockets twice. For real though, you got the Rockets twice. They won't lose to the Rockets. And you got the Bulls twice. Eighty still. fifty point game against the Rockets. They'll lose okay. to a Bulls team. <laughs> They'll lose to a Bulls. I team. think we play y'all back to back. They'll yeah. lose to a Bulls team. 
The but Lakers will money lose to a Bulls team. I don't. I wouldn't bet on the Bulls. They'll beat the Warriors and lose to the Bulls. Uh, Pat Bev gonna have that grit. He gonna want. He gonna want oh, that win. Oh shit! Yeah, Pat Bev gonna the want Pat that win. Y'all losing to the Bulls. Well, Pat Bev is the reason Tyrese Halliburton went for forty in a game winner. True. So <laughs> that motherfucker be hacking, running around hacking. You loved it when he was doing it for you. Yeah, now that's funny. I wasn't. I that's wasn't funny. pleased with the miss. <laughs> right? The thing he was doing in his time, I, he was shooting the ball terrible, and he was his defense was never the same as it's been. It's you you talked highly over. about that defense when acquired. Hell no, I wasn't talking highly about Patrick Beverly defense. Oh, okay, okay. Um, the the other topics we can say fuck it. It's not really important. John Isaac is out for the rest of the season. It's tough. Which is crazy. Sad. Um, and there was a thing in here about stat padding with Giannis going up to trying to get that 10th rebound, but he got rescinded. Do y'all have an opinion about that? I love Give him his damn rebound. I give him. Oh, okay. I didn't expect both of y'all to say he loves yeah, stat padding. I don't care about I love stat padding. Oh, okay. I, I literally love stat padding. Him getting that triple-double affects nothing. It's it just doesn't. Like, it's just an accomplishment for him. Why the only time I don't it? like stat padding. The only person. Do you feel accomplished if you cheat off the person to your left's paper and you get an A+. plus? you feel accomplished or you like, we did it? You know, do you feel like, I, you know what I'm saying? He got a triple-double. He just he didn't one know. rebound He didn't know. He didn't get he a didn't triple-double. Get a triple he didn't. It was just one little rebound. That one rebound makes you not get a triple-double. I, I feel like the only it, people is really upsetting is the betters and that type of shit. Everybody, true. in the grand scheme of things, nobody's looking back at their triple-double like, he cheated on that. It's just going to add to the to the, to the statute and to the record. The only just thing I hate about stat padding is if you do it in a way that's going to conflict the team. Any player who has played basketball, if you know what you have, you want to get the most you can get. Meaning, if you have seven assists at halftime and you know you only need three to get ten, you want your three. Mm-hmm. If you if a guy has 35 going into the third, we're all going to be watching, hoping he gets 50. Just So it's like I hate when we try to act like, oh, man, like what's the difference between Dame chasing as many points as exactly. he can get? Exactly, that somebody, was the first thing. I was like, so they, it's like – I think it's a little bit of integrity in a little bit, but nobody honestly cares. Like they want teammates yeah. want to see it. First of all, stat padding could be like you said a little detrimental to your team. Like yeah, if, it if hurts you're your going team, out your way, if that's hurting your I team, I have to get the assist. That's whatever. <laughs> I'm pounding get shot clock. Remember, get open, get open, get open. <laughs> I remember yeah. it was the next game and they had Kemba Walker. They were trying to, they were literally get trying oh, yeah, to get the man a triple bad. double. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, I, I know it's kind of like but we had the, already the won the triple game. double, but then I'm not know. going back. Yeah, I'm not going back like take away that triple double or anything like that. I think it's just in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. And my, my whole point the, is anybody who's played a sport or basketball, we all step at it because we're trying to get the best we can get. As long as we're not doing it away, I'm not snatching a ball out of KB hands to go get a layup. <laughs> that would be embarrassing. But it's like, yeah, if I know I have eight, eight, and eight going into the fourth, I'm going to try to get two points. I'm going to try to get two assists, and I'm going to try to get two rebounds. Human fucking nature. You want to get the best you can do in the the structure of helping your team win without affecting them. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, if my teammate got 55 and he's been lighting it up, we're going to keep giving him the ball so he can get more points, and we can have more points to win. I didn't see Giannis the guy that would care about a triple-double. Honestly, I didn't think he probably didn't do it until I think – what happened was the bench was telling him take the shot and miss so you can get the rebound. He wasn't even gonna do it, I don't think. You think he got credit for the shot and not the rebound? Oh, they credited him for the shot, but then took away his See, rebound. That's so <laughs> weird that's sometimes. Because <laughs> remember, I told didn't you Latrell about shoot on his own rim so he can get a board? That wasn't Latrell, was it? That was uh, Ricky Davis. Is it Ricky Davis? Ricky Davis. Huh? Remember, I, told, I was talking about the possession from Tari Eason. Hell no. That man, Ricky he Davis, like, threw it up and grabbed it. They <laughs> said, oh, hell no, man. 
Hell no. Tari Eason got like five board offensive boards in one possession because he just kept tipping it. Yeah. But he was he but was they trying, was trying to, to win. He was, but trying they to was also trying to get him. They was also getting him shot attempts. So he ended up like five for twenty one or some crazy stuff like that. <laughs> no, yeah, I remember that. He was trying to score that motherfucker. All right, let's get into the meat and the bones, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Derek originally said in the group chat we should do a thing with players that have stood out or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's cool, but let's let's add more. And Pierre was like, how about disappointed? So now we it's got both. Negative. We got negative and positive. Um, players that have impressed us and whatever you want to word it, and let's, then some disappointments. Let's do ping pong style. Ping okay. pong. We start – if if he starts off positive – I go disappointment negative. Let's do it. Cool. He goes back positive, negative, then positive, back along. All right, I'll start then. I'll go with impressive first. Uh, number one was uh, Walker Kessler. Uh, Walker Kessler was a late late draft pick in this draft. Um, I think he was late first round, early second. 21st, 22nd. First round. He's yeah. not a second round pick. Come on now. Second round pick. Second round pick playing like this is a motherfucker. No, uh, I'm just talking shit to you. Uh, Walker Kessler has been really Auburn. Who else? But, Never mind. Um, Walker Kessler has really shown that he's a very good center. Uh, I thought this was the center that I wanted the Toronto Raptors to get their hands on, but he fell to the Jazz, and I think this is the perfect fit, especially when you look at Post Rudy. He's good defensively. Yeah, he's a little raw. He still has a lot of development to do, um, but he's shown flashes where he can even get the ball in the post, go drop step dunk. He's done a lot of little in- intricate things where you can see that there's a bright future with Walker Kessler. In the jump shot, yes. <laughs> in the jump shot, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, the jump shot. My motherfucker might turn into Brook Lopez. It's hey. gonna come. He had. I've seen him shoot the ball really well at North Carolina. Then he transferred to Auburn, and I really kind of didn't really see it. And I think he's taken some in the NBA. He hit one so he far did, in his career. Keep, I could see him definitely stepping out as his years progress. Um, I did a TikTok maybe a month ago, so the stats are kind of out out done or whatever. Um, but I looked at the advanced stats from B-Ball Index. You know, they got all the crazy rim deterrence. Boom, 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 boom. Him versus Rudy Gobert, he had the better ones when it comes hey. to defense. Early, early on <laughs> in the season, the I seen people talking about Jazz would have been happy if they just got the picks and Walker Kessler. That's how good he's been. But, I, well, he was on my list, too. He's been really impressive. I didn't, didn't know he was going to be able to, like, be that good in the paint at this level too. Same. He knew he was gonna be. Good. He was really good in college, but um, he's shown he's shown a lot of flash. Like I said, if he adds to that three ball or offense, something to get him going on the other side, he's gonna be really good. Yeah, and unlike really most bigs, he's still like a serviceable pick and roll defender. He knows how to put himself in the right position. He, is he a Utah Jazz for lifer? No, he seems like that type of dude. No, why? Because he's white. <laughs> no. You don't know shit about Walker Kessler. <laughs> and you just said he seemed like we a We almost interviewed him. We were very close to him. I just think that guys like that, they never stay on one team. Too many teams going to want a guy who can yeah. unless, rim protect like that. Unless he really become like that. that make Untouchable it. guy? Yeah. yeah. Shit, we'll, we'll see. Um, disappointments. I'll, uh, I got three here, but I'll, I'll go with uh, – a guy that I'm really disappointed in. I don't know. Y'all might not give a fuck. Me and KB might only be the two disappointed people. Um, I we, like this dude a lot. We don't two that watch ball here. I'm a, I like this guy a lot coming out of college. I remember I told Reese about this dude. Reese had looked into him, and Reese loved him because his Mavericks had a pick where I thought he could land. Went to the Suns. 
things ain't going too well. Got traded to the Pacers. I'm like, oh, this is a good spot for him. He's on my list. He he he. You know, and after that trade of, of going to the Pacers last year, he averaged 13 and seven, 50 percent from the field, 37 percent from three, 76 from the free throw line, looking real good. They extend them. Rick Carlisle names in the starting power forward. I'm excited. I'm like, oh, him, Tyrese, they okay. He's not doing shit this year. Nope. I not went to, doing shit this I year. I went to a game with between the Bulls and them. He got a DMP coach's decision. He played last night because it was the second half of the back-to-back, and they were missing some people, so he played. He actually had like 14 points or something last night. He was getting killed by but Joel. That was it's, nasty. It, it, he, that's another reason why he played big body versus Joel and B. But, yeah, man, I have so much hope for Jalen Jalen Smith this season. Um, he's also on my list as a disappointed player. He, for him to go from being named the starting power forward to him losing the spot to Aaron, Aaron Neesmith. Smith. Aaron Neesmith gets injured. Five guys starting over him, bro. Aaron Neesmith got injured, and they said, forget Jalen Smith. Jordan Wara, you're now the starting power forward. Yeah. Jordan Wara, fucking 5'5". Five, five, and it's five. crazy because he's only, for a guy who was initially named the starter, he's only playing like 18 minutes a game. Yeah, man. So, like. It's ridiculous that he fell out the rotation that bad. I dropped him in fantasy this year because I like that. Yeah, here you go. Here you yeah. go. 9.6 rebounds, 46% from the field, 28% from three. Which is but this is the thing. B-Ball Index says he has an openness rating of 96 percentile, which is an A+. plus. So he's just doinking open-ass shit. <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton and I'm creating open-ass shots for him in a 96 percentile. Yesterday he was hitting them. That was it, though. Doink. <laughs> and yeah, the Aaron Neesmith shit is crazy. Like, these guys are 6'4, six, 6'5, six, and they just saying, put him in there. Um, so yeah, Jalen Smith was a disappointment for me. I, th- I thought he would I thought he was gonna be a nice gem for them, a guy that you go out and you find because it didn't work out, a change of scenery, give him a nice contract extension where you don't have to spend too much money on him. And he's gonna I, I really thought he was gonna outplay his contract and he was gonna be a nice steal for them. And you know, he's still extremely young. I think he's like twenty three. Um so you know when that, not when, giving up hope yet. When you're that young, all you need is a bounce back season or a little stretch of games to to get you going and you right back into the mix. But it is so far disappointing for the expectations that um, I had for him. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I got like people that impress, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, this Please is, don't have any of mine. This person is on my list because at the beginning of the season we had a very similar episode, but we were trying to predict who might be disappointed. Um, and my answer was Clay Thompson. And it was because I didn't think Clay Thompson was going to be good, but I thought that people are going to have the expectations of normal Clay in a season, basically a year and a half after two years of not playing basketball. He's back to normal Clay. Yeah. That fast. So because I had the ex- I didn't have any expectations for Clay. Not this year. I was like, okay, it might take a little bit more for him to. He's back to averaging 22 points per game. If you look at his last couple of months, it's up to like 26 points per. He's shooting 44% from three on 12 and a half attempts a game. He's attempting 12 and a half threes a game, and he's shooting 44%. And he's doing everything. Like, yeah, defensively, he's not the same clay that we know and love from then, but he had two fucking leg injuries. I didn't expect him to. But on the offensive side of the ball, he's been great. The Warriors are 12 and 13 without Steph Curry. I'm, I'm a 14 and 12. Sorry. They have 14 and 12 without Steph Curry, which is something I didn't expect at all. A lot of that goes to Klay Thompson having electric games, a 44 point game here without Klay Thompson or without Steph Curry. He's been he's been exactly what they expected and more, especially considering there's been no Steph Curry and Wiggins to steal out as well. They've been able to at least be decent enough at home specifically to still be in the hunt without Steph Curry, who's missed way more time than I even really realized. Yeah. You know what he is? What is he? Comeback player to you? Oh. A warrior. Okay. 
And it kind of makes you look at this team as like, damn, they're actually extremely <laughs> dangerous. Like last year, they won a championship without Clay looking like Clay. Yeah. So like you now put him in a mix where he's looking like the old Clay Thompson. It's just like, man. but they got they got to figure out how to win on the road for them to win a championship. But Holy shit, he's a warrior. Uh, for my guy that's disappointed, I'm gonna talk a little bit about his teammate, uh, Jordan <laughs> Poole made my list. Ooh. And the reason why he's making my list is because they just paid him basically max money. I think he's like what three, four years, 120 mil, something like that. And he's just, for the person he is, he's a shot creator. He just isn't shooting the best. And I think that you would want his consistency to go up. And I think that's that's what they're going to need kind of going forward and how, like, with Steph being out too, they they definitely need more of him just to be efficient, honestly. Surprise, man. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think you're wrong, though. I, I can agree to him. But it's just that he will have the games. We have a 35-point game, so – the two games where he wasn't very good kind of gets thrown in the back burner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the experience with those type of dudes. The pe- this people that archetype this, him, uh, Tyler Hero, Jordan that's, that's Jordan exactly Clarkson, what I was st- Tyler stuff Hero. like that. Yeah. But I also got the same contract as Tyler Hero too. I yeah. also, and I was saying this when I was streaming, the discourse in basketball. I understand money and contracts, but it's like, at what point as basketball people do we? separate the player from the contract? Not that, because I think that's too extreme and that would never happen. That's never going to happen where we take away those two. They're going to correlate. But where do we put on our basketball cap to kind of ease and slope it down? Because Jordan Poole, from everything that we've seen, he still has growing pains. We, we He's not fully polished. He's only like, 23 years old. Right. Yep. So, so if he's, he's only growing. 23. And he was just in the G League two years ago. If he's only 23 and we know that, what made you not expect some of this stuff to happen? Because he got a contract? Just for him to continue growing and be more. It's basically efficiency. Honestly, I think he's so But did you it. come in and think he was going to be 50, 40, 90? No, or I wouldn't I even go that extreme. In, I thought he would shoot better than, you know, barely about 30% from, from like, downtown for the shots he takes. He takes a, he takes shots. He's going to take shots. Right, so that's why it shouldn't be that surprising. If you know his game style, it's just like. He's not a guy that you look at. You look at his three point percentage. I, I, I and completely agree him. with you. Do you think he's as bad of a shooter as his percent shows? Hell no, no. Because he takes him wild, open. He, he takes wild yeah. shots. He's taking nine a game. But if you know how he plays and you've mm-hmm. seen him just last year, again, it's your opinion. So I'm not. That's criticizing what I'm saying. I think he's just having a little bit. Of, it's a little bit of disappointment for me because I think he he could be having in terms. Just it's just the the overall effectiveness he's had. Obviously, he's been really good. The Warriors are still afloat, even without Steph Curry. It's well, just and a lot of that is because of Klay Thompson, but also Jordan Poole has had some. Who was that? Was that against my Knicks? He had a crazy third he quarter. He had like eighteen. He had a crazy. No, it was against no. the, um, the I know Clippers. exactly what you're the talking Clippers. about. Yeah. I know what you're exactly about because yeah, I, I kept hearing the damn Discord too talking about some. It's a pool party. It's a pool party. You're right. dressed like Clipper Daryl too with these colors <laughs> on. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, no, so I'm not criticizing you for ha- like. It's not that I'm disappointed in him. It's in, I think it's compared to himself or like just uh, the progression he would think he'd have. I think it's a little bit of disappointing season in terms of how, how well he is shooting from the field. You know he's going to have crazy games. And I, I agree with you. I think even besides like stats, and I, I honestly don't care because from a scorer's perspective, he could be 5 for 20, but I still know Jordan Poole is a player. It's time and score mostly like. Regardless of what he's shooting, he's still, if he's open, ain't no way I'm telling Jordan Poole not to take those shots down the stretch. Yeah. Just looking at the pure numbers, score. last year he shot 36% from three. This year he's shooting 32%. 
um, on about the same amount of attempts. So he has been less efficient across the board. His regular field goal percentage is from two pointer. Even he was the best one of the best free throw shooters in basketball, if not the best. He's down to eighty six percent, which is still great. Yeah, so but he was ninety three last year. So. Um, the only thing I'm saying it's is just the turnover ratio is still just one, which is something he needed to figure out throughout his career. When when I look at Jordan Poole, especially going into this year, the type of player he is, he's going to have those type of those type of seasons or stretches. Right. That's just like the opposite is going to happen. He's going to be the player because he's only what 22, 23. Mm-hmm. He we're going to see him for a very long time. He's going to have seasons where he's going to be shooting or stretches where he's shooting astronomically. And it's like he's not going to keep that. He's going to have a season where he comes out of the gate and he's doing like 50, 40, 90, and people are going to talk about it for the first 15 games. He's not going to keep it up. And he's also going to have cold stretches where he's going to be shooting 27%. You're like, damn, he's shooting too. And it's that, that's just the type of player he is right now. And that's why I'm saying, like, for me, a couple percentages dropped off here, a couple percentages go up there. It's not surprising because I believe that that's just who he is in this state of frame. Now, I do believe there is going to be a time during his contract where there's a couple years of seeing this. You've been a six man. They probably might try to introduce him as a as a, as a guy because now the the exits of the Warriors. You know, like if Draymond leaves, he has to step up. Curry keep getting injured. They're gonna, there's going to be expectations, but right now at 22 or 23 in the first part of this contract, I'm not really mad at it, and I'm not surprised by the mm-hmm. type of season he's having. I didn't think he was going to come in and have 25 on, like, the best efficiency. That's something he struggles with, decision-making, turnovers, decision, when to shoot, when to not shoot, the type of shots he takes. I would worry about that more so than the efficiency. Yeah, and just I think that that's still I, just a part of the path he's on right now. And I love the fact that he's allowed to, like, have those growing pains as well. Like, he, he's in a team where they're looking to compete for a championship, but they allow him to grow Cause at he's the not, same time, which he's is not beautiful. no traditional playmaker at all. No. But I think mm-hmm. the Warriors' offense kind of allowed just that free-flowing offense more so. But Especially with the yeah, way I he gets downhill. He, the he troubles. just naturally generates shots for others he, as well. He's such a good, yeah, he's such a good scorer that he has to learn how to weaponize his scoring into parlaying shit for his teammates because it only is going to make him a better, better score. And I think every scorer has to do that. Like, Steph had to go through that. Kyrie is still doing it. Uh, shit. My younger brother has to learn how to do it better where you just – it only helps you as a scorer. Facts. If you can make him a fucking factor, they can't help off him that much to stop you. Yeah, he so. had more uh, turnovers and assists in the finals last year. And yeah. I th- so if he, do- if he did that, I can't come into the season being like, oh, my gosh, he's turning the ball over. He just showed me that that's what he's going to do. It's going to take some time for a guy like that as erratic in the system that he's in to smooth things out. It's just going to take some time. And luckily he has the best point guard of all time to take notes from and learn from. Whoa, he's the best point guard of all time? Arguably. Could be. I'm asking you. Maybe. He went from yeah. What know. do you What do I, you think? <laughs> there is no wrong answer for what you think. I'm just asking. Yeah. I never heard you yeah. say that before. Okay. But – See how basketball <laughs> culture make motherfuckers only want to say their opinion. But no, uh, he has Steph. He has Steph. He has Draymond. He has Clay. He has Steve Curry. For how, how long? How long does he? <laughs> for how long? Dre might be gone this season. Oh God! For real. Right, Dave, I think he's taking that player option. Give us. Um, it's you. Oh, we going back? Oh, okay. I thought we were recycling. Go back, I don't care. go back to you, dude. D- uh, so I'll go disappointing. Yusuf yeah. Nurkic. Yusuf Nurkic has been such a bad quality. He's center. shooting almost think, fifty forty. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> uh, it's I'm not. I'm not just <laughs> he, I, I had high expectations for Nurkic, especially. I gave him some slack last year coming off that snap in his leg. Thought he needed a whole season to come back and get back to the normal Nurkic that we're used to seeing. Comes back, still kind of like cool. He's not. He hasn't shown you that he's a, a great starting center. 
Um, I thought before before his leg injury, he was looking like a very good center. I had him top five in the league. <laughs> Nurkic. Yes, you did. Yes, just you, though. Just you. <laughs> Nobody else. Defensively, the impact isn't there no more. So it was just like, and it's just like, how do you expect a guy? I can't look at him in a good way when Drew Eubanks outplays him sometimes. Mm. So that's my thing. Yusuf Nurkic has been very disappointing for me this season. <laughs> Somebody hungry as hell up here. I wonder if that even I, got picked up on the mic. I sound like KB up here. That's <laughs> my I turn. Had a little bit of breakfast. Am I doing what I'm doing? Uh, you're doing an ex- exceeding. You're doing an exceeding. Yeah. Thank you. It can get a little tricky up here. Exceeded expectations. Um, this dude for me, I've given I've given him praise over the last year or so since he joined his new team. And I think he's uh, he's transitioning for me into the new Andrew Wiggins where, you know, high expectations on the old team may not be the best scene or whatnot. Aaron Gordon is a phenomenal player. Oh, okay. Okay. Aaron Gordon is phenomenal. He, he's He's been – he's exceeding my expectations because there's no way I thought he was going to have this type of season with the return of Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. I thought you went a different round. I thought that was a different player. It, it, it may I be, thought, it I thought it was a different player too. Um, 17, 7, and 3, 58% from the field, which is crazy for a guy that's not, uh, you know, um, just dunking the motherfucker. He's, you know, 37% from three, 44% on nine, nine corner. He's he's taking on a challenge of they wing stopper and guard the, the team's best player at nights. And uh, isolation, he's as impactful as it comes. He's in A-plus territory of, of, of an ISO input, which was surprising to me. Mm-hmm. He can go and get his own bucket. I think that's a big thing for them. He's always been a good decision maker uh, from a four spot. And I just love the – if they win a championship, a lot of it is going to do with him. He's yeah. going to be the big I like how he moves off to ball, too, with Jokic. He's a really good cutter. One of the best in the league. Great, yeah. great also, cutter. I, I, like I think their, their shit is just – and I don't don't come at me. Their pairing to me is just as good as Jamal Murray and Jokic, in my opinion. It, it's probably not even hard to say that that we just seen a whole season without Jamal Murray. But Jamal Murray, when I don't know, he got a, Jamal Murray in the playoffs to me always stands out. True, what he did. You're right. You're right. It has been some time. He's been gone. It's that. easy yeah. for me to say that because he's been gone. You're right. It, it's been some time before we, you know, or. It's, it's been some time before we, or after, or since we've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to get that right. <laughs> it's been time since we've seen what he did in the playoffs. Yeah, okay. he did. But okay. I, I still think there's a little bit there for Jamal Murray, but I, I don't think that's a, something terrible to say. I just crazy. think of the defensive impact Aaron Gordon can have next to Jokic, and plus the way he's shooting the, the non-corner three under the corner three, I mean the three overall. Uh, if he can knock down a corner three, he'd be really, really dangerous. But plus the like cutting, his hairstyle. he said. They just, they just, they just, man. And he just makes high impact plays that I don't think can show up in a statistical form of the, what did he fucking obliterate early in the season? He dunked in on somebody that was Ooh. almost dunk of the year. On, on Christmas, was it? Was he it dunked good? on, yes, I think it, it was on the, against the Suns. He almost dunked on. Almost. I didn't know. He, he did. He, did. he dunked on Landry Shaman. Landry Shaman. Good, good, good memory, Mike. Yeah, that Landry type of Shaman. shit yep. and the impact it does to a crowd, the team, the momentum, you can't calculate that into a stat or, or data. Was, I think Anthony, no, John Moran almost dunked somebody on Christmas. He I think he missed almost, it. Yeah, he, he almost he, shot he a dunker from the, the free throw line. the most legendary almost is all time. The Kevin Love ones. Yeah. I have a PSA grade in nine 
card of him du- almost, almost dunking. dunking. There was another <laughs> dunk. It was another dunk on that Christmas day. Do y'all know who it was? It was a poster. Two superstars. It wasn't as crazy though, but Twitter was talking about it. It was Jason Tatum on Giannis. Mm. Yes. Oh. That that was, that's good so long ago. Games. Yeah. So long ago. I didn't even remember they played against that's each good. other. Never mind. Um, smoke? He didn't smoke that day because uh, he was with family. Got to keep. That's how you got that memory. <laughs> um, I'm on disappointed. Come on, Ma- with maybe it. maybe it's unfair to have this player on the list, mostly because last year in the final series that he played in, it was a seven game series. He, as the lead guard, shot 26 percent from the field. So maybe I shouldn't have had any expectations for this man going into this season. Fucking Kalo, bro. And and mostly because. Once we get to these aging point guards, a lot of them fall off offensively. Chris Paul is doing it this season. But one thing Chris Paul still is doing is managing the game. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why they brought Cal Lowry in. They didn't bring Cal Lowry in because he was this phenomenal scorer. He's, this is not who he is. But it was more for the game management part. This season, he hasn't done any of that. Mm-hmm. And to add on the fact that he can't score either, it's like, why does he even why does he even play? Well, they don't have any well, other they, choices. They but, like, I, I'm disappointed in him mostly because this team was so very close to being in the NBA Finals. And I think the thing that they held their hats on was him being able to at least be half of the version of him that they paid for. And he hasn't even been close to that. People have been screaming for Victor Oladipo to take his spot in that starting lineup. And he's disappointed, so well too. last night, though. He, he's still shooting 30% from, from the field, damn near. But he's getting an excuse because he's coming off some major injuries as well. But Kalo, man. Yeah, Kyle Lowry's. Man, I'm uh, moving on to impressive. A guy that's been really uh, good from or good to me is Dante Divincenzo. I thought he's one of the underrated signings for the offseason. He's been proven. I think he's been playing more so than his contract. I think he's like 10 mil, but he's been kind of doing what they, Gary Payton did for them last season. He's been a dude that can, you know, he could defend, he could play make really well. He can also shoot the ball, but his just versatility to just be able to – he can run pick and rolls. I think it's the high IQ that makes him so good for this Warriors team. I think it's kind of clutch that they also – they're going to eventually get Gary Payton back so they can have two dudes that are kind of like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, but just play outside their size. Yeah. So uh, I had to get Dante DiVincenzo tonight. What clutch? Though these players always have high IQ and can do – they normally can defend, they normally can run a pick and roll, and they can make open shots. Mm-hmm. There, do you know? No, no clue. It's just the, if you if it's, y'all got it, you did this. Yep. Don't even think about that. Just think about high IQ play. Villanova. There you go. But you thought about that, right? No. Be, I, okay. When you said high IQ, I just kind of thought about it. Boy, man. The Jalen Brunsons and back. the Bridges. Oh, fight back. <laughs> Josh Hart. This ain't shit. <laughs> shit you did that to me. My fucking arm might snap. Okay. <laughs> That's not a bad pick. Big Warriors guy. You got another Warriors player? Mm-mm. It's back I mean, I could, honestly. Yep. I'm, could. I'm doing impressive this Moses time. Moody. Yes. Uh, not a Villanova guy. Mikael Bridges, post-trade deadline. Mikael Bridges has been amazing. And it's crazy watching him put the ball on the floor. I thought that that would be an <laughs> ugly sight. But it's actually looking pretty good. He's turned into that mid-range killer. He's hitting size up threes. At the top. Like, it's so much Did to, more to his game that you're seeing. I, I got the numbers. 26 points per game since coming over. Three assists, uh, six rebounds. From the field, he's shooting 54%. From three, he's shooting 50%. <laughs> and this is a nine-game sample size. Yeah. Oh, is I think e- he's shooting 90% from free throw line, too. I went to E with my homies. Yep, 91%. And Flex walked in like, y'all been seeing Mikael Bridges. What the hell got into him? I ain't no <laughs> fool was like that. 
Yeah. Remember early season, he was a 50-40-90 candidate. Then he had a month where he couldn't do shit. He was shooting 30% from the field, 30% from three. But this since the type then, of scoring I wanted to see with the Suns. Hey. Yeah, just I, I, now you see that. It's, it's, it's kind of hard. hard. You got that pass first ball. <laughs> <laughs> Some some of y'all don't even know. That's them. They're five years old. <laughs> it's lit ass man. Yeah, that's a that's an old one, right? Bro, now. it was uh, Jeff Van Gundy. He was announced one of the games. He was talking about maybe it was Tyrese or whatever, but he was like those pa- those point guards that only pass ahead for the assists. Those are dangerous. <laughs> and everybody is taking comments like he talking about Trey Young. He talking about Chris Paul. He talking about ass first ball hogs, man. <laughs> Chris Paul doesn't fall into that, by the way. I hope this disappointment don't ruffle any feathers. Um, this guy, I liked mm-hmm. a lot. Still like him. That, that I was about to say, that sounds post. Like, you used to, not anymore. I still like the guy. He's a nice guy. Oh, Maybe man. that's the problem. He's not even talking about basketball no more. <laughs> He's a nice guy. Maybe that's the problem. He's just nice. But, um, damn. Well, I'm worried. Picks up some food. <laughs> Um, the one thing that has been good for him, this dude, he's shooting the lights out from three. He's been a very, very good three point shooter. That that was something that was questionable coming into this, his NBA career. He's not as good of a defender as I projected him, and think he can be. He just has all of the tools there, especially from a physical standpoint. Um, most disappointing thing for me, he still has an eclipse ten shots per game in his career. Patrick Williams. Fuck. Patrick Williams. And again, this is not a disappointment where he's necessarily the worst player in the league or anything, but in his third year, and I know he had the injury stuff last year, he's kind of just no summer same, league. He's kind of the same guy. We haven't really seen He's kind of literally giving you identical numbers mm-hmm. throughout all of his three years. It's just Was it nine points per game to like 9.2 to 10.5? Yeah, 10. Like 10 point, yeah. So it's just like the same. Four rebounds, one assist. And I thought this dude had potential to be like a wing stopper he still can because he's still extremely 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 Mm -hmm. young and for what the bulls position is i thought having him on a roster put them in a win-win if this team was winning and exceeding expectations it's like we winning and we got this young if we lose and we want to fold we can get a lottery pick a young talent with this motherfucker and it was just like a win-win with them and i just haven't seen and it's not it could be an environment thing zach levine demar DeRozan, vucevic no lonzo ball to get you the ball but the fact of the matter is, what I think this dude can be and hopefully will eventually be, it hasn't been the stride and the steps that I want to see. And I feel like Patrick Williams' name is not a name that we hear how I wanted to hear one day. It's kind of just there. Like, when the last time we've been on here talking about Patrick Williams? Not much, been much to talk about. And I think that's disappointing. So, for me, Patrick Williams had to be on my list. But I do want to emphasize that he's still, like I did with Jalen Smith, extremely, extremely young. Mm-hmm. And he's not necessarily been awful because the three ball, like shooting 41% or something, he's lights out from three. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, yeah, he, that came he from. He has the potential to be a really good 3 and D guy, like literally 3 and D. Because when he put the ball on the floor, a lot of times he's traveling. I'm, I'm being but honest. Kawhi used to do that when he was young. <laughs> There's compilations of Kawhi shuffling his feet nonstop yeah. early with San Antonio. I don't know why he wasn't calling it. He's a feet f- f- shuffling. Nothing's nothing's better in my opinion than a good Patrick Williams game. Mostly because I we need him to be good. So when he puts together and a good game for him is like 13 points at this point. If he got if he got over 10, we like damn motherfucker that broke out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but he also did lose his spot to Patrick Beverly in the starting lineup. And Javante Green at the beginning of the season. Yeah, it's just it's it's been a lot of ups and downs. And I think this season, this offseason specifically, is gonna be super make or break for him. Which is saying something because he's what, twenty two now, so he's yeah. still extremely young. 
but it's I can understand from his perspective how tough it could be to get it get your shots. Because yeah. you got Zach, who's since the break, he's been amazing. You got DeMar, who's a clutch player in basketball last season, all NBA, uh, all NBA last year. And then Vooch. You have three all, I'm going to put that in quotation marks, three all-star caliber dudes who all want their touches. So that means now it's me, it's Kobe White, it's Alex Caruso. These the exterior dudes. We got to try to do the dirty work. We got to try to find our shots, you know, in the floor of the offense. And it's tough. That's why this offseason, depending on what the Bulls do, is going to be very important for Patrick Williams. And, I mean, we, we've talked about this on the show before. The Bulls haven't done a great job in developing talent, and he could be another part of a long list of people who didn't develop here in Chicago. I really do put a lot of this on environment and the situation he's in. Yeah. You know, he could be a guy that could go to the Pacers and be an entirely different player. Yep. He could be a guy that can go to the Washington Wizards and be an entirely different player. So um, I, I'm just a fan of him. I love him at Florida State. Um, just – a guy with his body type and his size in the NBA that can give you offensive input, I just think is a scary sight. And I'm always love these basically freak of nature guys who can have large hands, big, strong bodies who can literally just abuse offensive players when they're guarding them. It's the reason why I like uh, Kawhi Leonard. Even before Kawhi Leonard became this superstar player, he was always just like a force that can just take the ball out of a Kevin Durant's hands and just snatch it away. And, he, and those type of guys with that strength and because of the defense, they can already accumulate so many shots without any plays being ran and ran for them. And now you skill him up and he can make 41% from three. He might get a little pump fake, one dribble, mid-range shot, can get to the line. Patrick Williams doesn't get to the free throw line either. He's um, scared. Yeah, in the game the other day, he had a full lane to the basket. He saw Ajax underneath the basket, and he traveled because he didn't want to just go up. And, and then three possessions later, he did try to go up. Like, he knew that he fucked up, and he had to make up for it, and he got and then he got fouled. Uh, Mr. Dunk got fouled. So, like, guy of his stature should be shooting 1.6 free throw attempts or whatever. Bro. This offseason, man, we were so excited. He said he spent the whole offseason training with DeMar. We like, oh, shit, you about to come in. And he does take mid-range jump shots like, you know, somebody that you don't see at that age. But um, this offseason this off is really, really big for him. The other reason why I love Tari Eason. Tari Eason fits that mold. Big, strong, physical guy. Big hands. Take the ball mm -hmm. out of you to abuse the opponent. And... Yeah, I think Patrick Williams is like the Kawhi baby. So you got Patrick, uh, Patrick Williams, Tari Eason. So, yeah, Patrick Williams, we rooting for you, bro. For sure. Florida State guys, get after it too, man. Um, I'm on like. I'm on, I'm on the guy that exceeded expectations. Okay, okay, okay. Um, my guy's uh, Markel Foltz. Mark, Markel Foltz, man. As, as For a team that needed somebody to step up and play the guard position, you look at what they were before Markel got there and look at their record, the offensive rating, the defensive rating with Markel Foltz. It is night and day. And they have Cole Anthony. They have Jalen Suggs. They have other – Jalen Suggs. Don't talk a, about He's him. like a combo. And he's, almost, he could be on the disappointing list. Almost made yeah, my yeah, disappointing yeah. list, sure. but I had my three that I like. He had a game winning against the Bulls this year. Jalen so. Suggs. Come on, man. Come um, on, man. If there is no Franz Wagner – you get a lot of negative attention, Jalen sure. Suggs. Yeah, I, I'm just being honest with you, and I like the dude, but I, I mean, my gosh, what is he? What does he do well? He's played some defense a little bit. He's good, a very good one-on-one -on -one defender. That's the only positive I can say about him Holy at the moment. Shit. Um, but so but Markel Fultz, yeah. <laughs> but hey, Ice hitting that three now. Um, but no, Mark Markel Fultz, as far as getting the people in into their things, he doing that, and it's just one possession a game. You like fuck, yeah, that's. 
that's why he was the first overall pick. Like he mm-hmm. still give you those flashes um, of excellence, and defensively he's still gonna hound you. He'll still pick you up ninety four feet if he really feel like it and does great things. And they just needed somebody like that. And there's a reason why since the turn of the calendar year they've been a competent team, and a lot of it goes to him. And and Franz was on my list as well. I'm, I'll just do them both together, um, because even Paolo hit his version of the rookie wall. Which for him is still averaging twenty plus points per game, <laughs> but uh, while he was in that rookie wall, which is being less efficient, uh, he Franz, just couldn't make the three. Yeah, Franz stepped it up completely. Hey, I, we we knew he was great his rookie season. I'm even better this year. I'm damn near a twenty point per game score. I'm way more selective with the passes I'm throwing. I'm not you know making many uh, bad decisions. Like you know he didn't have a ton of those moments in his rookie season, but it's even less now. Uh, so yeah, I got a lot of love for for I'm the core over there for that duo right there. Yeah. So unique and skilled. Mm. Uh, Shout out to Kill. Back on disappointment. My next disappointing guy is, and again, the reason why I picked this guy is not necessarily because I don't think he's going to do shit. It's just more so like I, I thought he was going to have a little bit more of a breakout. We could hear his name a little bit more like in, in talks and stuff like that. But uh, Josh Christopher, we seen him at Summer League. And I thought that that would kind of be the stepping stone. They had him doing a lot of, like, offensive stuff. Yep. I already knew, and this goes back to Pete talking about, like, those big – he's one of those dudes I like because he just has a big body. Like, he's only 6'4", but he's got that, like – We was loving stre- him at uh, – Strength like an ox type of dude, or strength like an ox, you know, type of physique. And we just haven't heard nothing. And for a team that has 15 wins on the season, like, I would think that I would hear – just like he, he has the chances more, the opportunity. I, feel, I don't he's know – He's in the G, right? He, he was he playing NBA play, minutes. Yeah, he plays he plays up and down. So he had a like much said, better rookie year though, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think he's uh I forget what the minutes was looking like, but he he went from averaging seven his rookie year to only five this year, which is crazy. Cause like you said, you have players like Tari Eason, you have mm-hmm. players like Jay Sean Tate, who they don't do crazy stuff. They do they do they do like dirty work, hard work, gritty yeah. type stuff. And Jay and uh Josh Christopher can do all of that. So, Plus, to throw in the fact that KPJ had missed so much time, you would, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So, not saying, like, he can't do anything or I, there's something wrong with him, but I just feel like there's there's something missing. There's something that, I, you know, I expected out of him that is just not there. You know, could it be one of those things where if he goes to another team, he gets some minutes, he looks a lot better, probably, but. He, has, he just hasn't done anything for a team to buy into it. That's mm-hmm. what I'm afraid of. You know, most guys like Patrick Williams has done something right. to make a team say, Hey, let's 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 invest in it. I just don't see what a team would look at and say they love about what Josh Christopher. I would love for him to get a, another chance and mm-hmm. do something. Cause that rookie year I was like, man, I'm seeing some flat. This dude kind of remind me of a Marcus Smarty type. Just because it's like he can be on the ball. Nothing too much though. You still gonna let Jalen Green command the offense knock down a shot and then take the defensive assignment and get in transition and dunk and have some plays. But I just haven't seen that. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit worried because I de- definitely liked him. I remember us seeing him play point guard at Houston. It was like, okay, they putting the ball in his hands, let him mm-hmm. get a little bit more comfortable. And that was a good sight to see. And yeah, just hasn't, you know, uh, materialized into anything tough. All right. So we'll go back to me on disappointments. Um, the guy who dropped from pretty much damn near like, 10 points in their PPG. Uh, Bradley yeah. Beal, um, he went from 31 to averaging 23 terrible. points. This is a terrible decision. I, I, I have to, I have to object. I know he's played I well have to as object. a I have Why? to object. Let, let him finish this okay. thing because I, I, well. I have to object as well. But I know he, he almost well. made my exceed. Oh, I don't know. I When I look at the fact that he hasn't played to the level of what he usually do, when he's usually playing at an all-star, all-NBA type level, 
Bradley Beal has already exceeded that expectation for me. I, I, when you look at Bradley Beal, he's usually in all-star conversations. He wasn't in all-star conversations this year. There, there was an argument for Kristaps to be their all-star over Bradley Beal this year. So when you look at that, Bradley Beal has not performed at a Bradley Beal-type level. Now he has picked it up as of late. But when you look at the overall work of his season, hasn't been Bradley Beal-esque. What but is your you're comparing him to two years ago as well. I want you to remember. Uh, no, I gave him some slack from last year because he played half the season. He didn't play the full but, season. But can I ask you a question? What's up? What is your expectation of Bradley All-star, all-NBA type level. What What does that mean, though? You're just throwing out a, a term. What do you mean? He's usually going to What is that level for him, though? What is your expectation of Bradley Beal besides saying all-NBA? Because there's a lot of players in the league where – do you think Bradley Beal is a perennial all-NBA player amongst the top people in his league? How much talent is in his league? talent to be, Yes. Perennial, yes. which means every year he's in that conversation. He could be in that conversation. So where do you rank him among shooting guards? Right now he's not. No, where no, no. He, Before, like, when he's he's never had top. him better than Devin Booker. When he's playing better, he's at like the, the, top, the, list. Five, he's at the he, top five level. He, this man averaged 30-plus points per game, and not a single person in America would have said he's better than Devin Booker. Yeah, no, you're Donovan right. Donovan Mitchell? Yep. Was he better than Zach Levine two years ago? Yeah. Two years ago, was Zach Levine averaged 29 points per game on almost 50 40 90? It was a discussion, yes. Uh, you could have put Bradley Bill in the same conversation as Zach Who Levine. else is a Paul George. Paul George. Have you ever put him over Paul well, George? Yeah, no. Have you ever put him over James Harden when he was in oh, the yeah. conversation? I know well, he's a point was, guard now, but I'm saying. We, you said no. you are talking about years ago. The thing, the thing I don't like about it, Derek, and again, it's your list, but he's having the most efficient season of his career. Boom. Literally, it's that. And the, he's, he's hitting shots. What I don't like is – He's also uh, – I don't want to cut you off, no, but like when ahead. he was averaging his thirty plus points per game, he had nothing. Thank it was like him and him and him. Exactly. That's it. That's that it. Kuzma's That's averaging it. twenty. Porzingis is averaging That's twenty. It. You don't need to average thirty. That's anymore. the nail on the fucking head for me, and why y'all almost made my exceeded list because people, it's just going to the box score, going to to basketball reference, and saying, "Oh, he's not averaging thirty. He's disappointing." But it's like take away that and go see the impact in him not averaging thirty. Bradley Bill. When he was averaging 30, he was just out there shooting the basketball. He wasn't, you know, Bradley Beal, since I've known who he is, has been a shooter that turned into a score. But he's always been a three-point shooter, mid-range, and then he developed to the score. When he was in 30-point, he had no shooting. The man was not shooting a three-ball for shit, Nick. We kind of was up here like, man, what happened? It just kind of disappeared. He is shooting the ball on catch-and-shoot threes. The best since he shot it since he played with the last time he played with John Wall. Mm-hmm. The best, like he's back at a forty-one percent shooter and catch and shoot threes. He ain't seen that level since two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen with John Wall. He's shooting forty-two, and I'm yeah, I believe with KB, he's playing with Kyle Kuzma, he's playing with Przingis, who both are guys who are elevated. The only thing I can say about Bradley Beal defensively, there's nothing there, and that he he he's missing games still. Last year you said he played half the season. This year he played tw- he's playing twelve less games than Kristaps Przingis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's that's concerning when you get the paycheck. But I think when you look at the construction of the Washington Wizards, they have a little bit more hope than than I thought because Bradley Bill is playing better, because Chris Porzingis is healthy. I don't know what's going to happen with Kyle Kuzma because he obviously wants to play in a bigger market. Um, Denny has been, you know, really, really good this year. And the fact that they flaked on the Johnny Davis pick hurts them. But there's something there. And what I think of Bradley Bill – I think he's had a better year than last year. He's been a b- much sure. better player, and I think it's easy to say, oh, he's not averaging 30, he's not All-NBA, then he's disappointed. But is that really your expectation? You go into the year thinking Bradley Beal is going to year in, year out, be a perennial All-NBA player? Derek, for you to do this podcast with us, I don't believe that you think that. He's only made All-NBA one time. 
I do not think that you think Bradley Beal. I thought he Beal. was on that trajectory. There's no way you think that. It's only how many spots is there to compete for in the NBA? There's no way you think he's a t- like no. It's it, it, no. And if you truly do think that, then sure, I I see why you have him disappointed. But I don't think the year he averaged 31. Here are the people that were scoring with him. That was Russell Westbrook season. Russell Westbrook was averaging 22 points per game. Rui Hachimura was averaging 13 points per game, and their fourth leading scorer this season was fucking Davis Bertans at 11. I think Bradley Beal is a better player in this type of year versus averaging a 30. He's, you know, who's beneath him? Robin Lopez at nine points per game. Robin Lopez was fifth in scoring on this team at nine. Hell yeah, he needed th- he needed 30 a game for them to. To make that push, and to, I can see why to he the was eventual playoffs too from three because he got to create every damn shot. Yeah. This is the better version of Bradley Beal because sure. nobody is taking Bradley Beal and making him their main guy anyway. So when he plays like this, it gives you hope that he can come in. This is the Bradley Beal you want to put next to someone who's shoot, catch and shoot, don't need to pound the ball more efficiently. Yeah, he ain't averaging thirty, but are you really telling me you building a team and you're expecting Bradley Beal to average thirty? You're on a fucking crash course to fucking disappointment. That team ain't gonna be shit. Imagine drafting a team in a two the P the the P League or a fantasy team, and it's like, man, it, we gonna be good if Bradley can give us thirty a game efficiently. That's just like a I, I I don't know. I mean, again, everybody entitled to their list if that's your expectation. But based off the t- conversations I'll be having with you on and off the podcast, you don't be talking about Bradley Beal like that, <laughs> do you? When the no. last time we talked about Bradley Beal? I don't know. Exactly, because you don't, you don't look at him as no motherfucker that's like that. But I do have that If we was on here talking about Luka, then sure. Yeah, Luka's supposed to be an all-NBA player. Luka, Tatum, Durant, that much all-NBA perennial guys. You put Bradley Bill in that conversation? Or even like all-star level. He wasn't even an all-star conversation. For sure. Because, but part of, part of that, I think, is because he missed a lot of time. And Przingis was, you know, this team ain't that good. Yeah. Monte Morris is a backup point guard. That's their point guard. They're not going to get, like... You know what I'm saying? The, the yeah. team is not that good for them to be screaming all-star, all-star. Uh, but we can go from that. You did disappointing. Um, the reason I was so animated about that discussion, because like I said, Bradley Bill almost made my exceeded. But instead, I opted to give it to Chris Tapps Przingis. I think Chris Tapps Przingis like is having a, a really, really good year. Um, he's on track to play 60 games. He ain't done that in a very long time. Facts. Um, so that's really good for him. And... Um, yeah, he's on track to play 60 games for the first time. He ain't did that since the first two years in, in uh, New York. He's uh, giving you 22, eight and a half. Remember when Chris Stapps was thinking he didn't rebound the ball? He yep. re- he's been he rebounding the ball that. the last four years. He's a rebounder now. Um, rim protection, A-plus, ISO impact, A-plus, mid-range of three-point shooting, off the charts. And I'm talking real mid-range. It's not a little float shot from a big. This dude is shooting threes, mid-ranges. Um even even the looks that he gets from three ain't the greatest, and he's he's making them. And I think uh, again, him being healthy, him being available, him being effective, him protecting the rim, him being able to stretch the floor, along with the presence of Bradley Beal, puts the Washington Wizards in a better state than I think we normally think about them. Still not in the greatest shape, mm-hmm. but they're a little bit better to do something going forward, depending on what happens with Kuzma, their next draft pick, if they make the playoffs, if they get a lottery pick, uh, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the moves they make, they've, they've made some bad franchise moves. The KCP trade for Will Barton for Will Barton to not come do anything for them to get bought out. Horrible um, to, for them to not get Malcolm Brogdon, 
and have to now go to Monte Morris being a starting point guard. Um, the Rui shit, the, how that panned out, he basically gave them to the Lakers. It's not a lot of good moves for them, mm-hmm. but I, I was I I like that pick a lot because since last year when he got traded to to the Wizards, you know he was putty. He he had a really good stretch, and the question was, can he carry it on to the next year? Was this really him? Because like you said, I think Bradley Beal was missing time, so this was like basically like kind of that purgatory stage for the Wizards in terms of they weren't really going to do nothing in the playoffs. They weren't going to have, like, no lottery or nothing like that. Well, they did end up in the lottery, but they weren't doing shit for the rest of the season. So this was, like, pre-game for Chris Stops, and he's putting up nice numbers. But to he see was, him, yeah. But to see him do it, you know, again in the next season and have, like, those talks where he could be an all-star, I think that's, like, another way of, like, just that progression that in a, that way to turn it around after what he happened with the Mavericks and the injuries he kind of deal with it. We kept talking about him being a seven foot three shooting guard because the man didn't want to go post <laughs> up, and then that could be game style or play style and coaching whatever. But to try to change that narrative after you know a short amount of time to back to like all star level, it's really good for him. Sometimes a change of scenery is just great. Facts. You can just get a breath of fresh air, and you no longer have to play in that cloud of like playing with Luca. Now you can play a little free and just do what you want and. I think Chris Stops has definitely thrived with that. Smaller, I think helped him too. Like you said, a change of scenery. New York, there was so much pressure, so much bright lights and all of this dumb shit that come with playing with the Knicks. Then you go into that to playing with Luka and y'all finna be the new Nash and Dirk and win championships and shit and you can't stay healthy. Washington, a lot more low-key. Expectations drop. Nobody really gives a fuck what y'all got going on over <laughs> for there. For real, for real. As far as national They're going media. to six-game win streak. We <laughs> might not even mention it on the podcast. Um, and it was able to help him clear his head. And I think he could be a guy that uh, after, you know, this this next season, he has a player option for $40 million. Once this, whether he takes it or not, he's going to be a guy who's people going to look commodity. at. Commodity. Yeah, yeah. Gonna, he should be a high commodity if he can continue to stay healthy. Make, probably not going to make $40 million per year again, but um, – I think his how we view him is a lot different than a couple years ago, and I think that's good for him, and it could be good for Washington. And I think he's even showed maturity, you know, talking about the Knicks shit and what went wrong and how he handled it wrong. And just the presence of Przingis is a lot different than how he used to be talked about, and I think that's good for him approaching uh, possible free agency. What teams y'all think are really going to be calling his phone when he is available? The Wizards. Yeah, I think the Wizards will still be there. He might want to stay just because, again, the expectations and he's he just doing his thing. I saw a fan crying. Uh, Przingis, their favorite player, it was a girl. And, you know, he responded or did something and made eye contact with her and it went viral. And, hmm. you know, it was just, so I, I don't know. And it's hmm. also I really don't know the state of the NBA. If he accepts his playoff, she's going back to Washington. If he yeah. goes into this weak free agency class, which his agent brother might tell him to do, that's a good question. It's just not a lot of teams that yeah. have money that would want a Porzingis guy. That's why I think Washington. I, I don't think he takes the option. I think he renegotiates for a longer-term deal in Washington. Him and Bradley Beal just and in big-ass mansions in Washington <laughs> just <laughs> blowing money fast. Hey, Kuzma, I mean, that's Kuzma. Washington is a way bigger market than we get it credit for. Their teams just don't win, so we don't care. They're like the sixth biggest market, biggest market in the U.S. Is but, it? That's, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't, I, mean, I think then. we just don't be caring. We just don't be caring, <laughs> just don't be caring about the Wizards like that. Nothing good happens in D.C. Shy Glizzy. That's that's a, that's political commentary. It wasn't about the people of D.C. That's, I mean, <laughs> Shy Glizzy has that's some just shit where on his the, name the White House I shouldn't is. even say it anyway. Um, then they stormed the Capitol out there. Yeah, January sixth, man. Where were you? <laughs> um, my disappointed player. 
is 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 an Illinois boy, Rockford's very own. Uh, Fred Fleet was an All Star last season, mm-hmm. right? And he was having an amazing first half. Well, like disappointed in you. You disappointed in me? Yeah. Um, he was having an amazing this first is half. Easy one. He's been disappointed. <laughs> um, amazing first half, and the second half he was ass. And I was told by a lot of people he's dealing with injuries. He's playing through it, which is I respect. He had a whole offseason, <laughs> and he's no longer injured. And he's he's reverted back to the version of him that was pre All Star, where if he's not hitting his three point shot, he's just not really effective. He be shooting up motherfuckers too. He he get he gets his shots up for sure. And I think part of that might be um, based on his role with the Toronto Raptors as being one of the very few people that can create his own shot or create shots for others, where he's kind of pigeonholed to do something that he's not really completely equipped to do. Um, He did it great in the first half of the season, but now we got a a sample size that says it's more likely that he's not supposed to be the lead number one type dude, which is, again, Mm -hmm. it's fine. It's not what everybody is. But he just hasn't really impacted the game the way I wanted him to. He still don't hit any two-point shots. He can get to the basket occasionally, but he's just – yeah, my big thing on Where's him he is going? he just don't shoot the ball well no at idea, all. Man. He just don't. He just don't shoot it efficiently at all. How? Man, I don't think they fucking with that. No, I feel like Russ won't be there this off season. That, run Russ this. is making him a minimum contract right now. I know. They I just find a way to get Fred Van Vliet ain't coming for the man. Yeah, Fred Van Vliet won't his back. He said he wants Tyler Hero type money. Well, he might end up in Miami. How they have Tyler Hero and they have Duncan Robinson and they have Kyle Lowry and they have Jimmy Butler for forty six million dollars. It's gonna be hard. I don't know the teams that need them. Yeah, like you said. But I, I say that. But money. then again, if the Suns say they want them, they'll make it work. They'll sign and trade. That would be a be- best fit for them. And they said they were interested. The Orlando Magic said they were interested too, or rumored that the Orlando Magic might Orlando be interested too. Do it. The Suns yeah. were trying to make a package where they got KD and Kyrie in, at that trade deadline. Yeah. That would have been crazy if that they made been that. So crazy, if they would have made that happen, that would have been so wild, bro. That would have been so crazy. And they destroyed that team too. They just go, <laughs> they just go on tour. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so crazy. Should have done they research on the ownership, man. What about you, Mike? Where well, I'm positive. No, man, I'm on the, the stomach yeah. stuff. Almost lunchtime. They talking. Yeah. Uh, my positive player is Jaden McDaniels. Uh, offensively, he's been basically the same which is you know okay for a player like his archetype you would hope that he starts to learn how to shoot the ball he is shooting a little bit better you would think it would be growth in that with like points per game and that type of stuff but honestly just from like a uh just watching type of thing and eye test he looks like amazing defensively he's been really good uh he's held a lot of stars to poor shooting games and he just seems like those dudes he seems like he makes the type of plays that win you basketball games i don't remember who you said i'm guessing Jaden mcdaniels <laughs> He's he I don't know he's one of those dudes that you also look at too and you'd be like he looks like he's damn near six ten six eleven on on the court like he, he has is, a size he? yeah six ten I, I think they got him at like six nine but oh, okay. he he one of them dudes that look taller than when he's listed on paper. We talking about Jaden. Jaden. Okay. You he's can six, put Jalen on there too. You can. That's all. You can put Jalen on there too. But right now I'm talking about Jaden. Uh, he definitely looks like some like he looks like he's worth the investment for the team. You know how crazy it is to have to have a son in NBA. To have two, though? To have two, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking about a you know they cousins with Jawan Howard. I'm not talking about a car. They are? Mm-hmm. According to basketball reference. It's crazy that I want some. to have a two, though. Hey, them Holiday Brothers. Trito? Them, co- the, the them cool Zella Brothers. brothers. Mm. Sellers, yeah. 
Shout out to do Tyler. Do we count Tyler? Tyler. <laughs> I just say, do we count Tyler? He's there for like a cup of coffee. He's there for a little bit. No, we count Tyler. Do we count Luke? You oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, Luke. Luke, yeah, Luke. we, yeah. Luke, Luke legit was in that motherfucker for four games or the something. Plumleys. The Currys. Yeah, the Currys. There's a lot of siblings in the NBA, honestly. So it's easier than, it's easier than, huh? They had twins in the NBA. Luke Zeller played 16 Cody games in his career. Now. Can y'all guess Luke Thompson. Zeller's career averages? 2.1 points per game. <laughs> Too fucking high, Mike. One point. 1.2 points per game. How many rebounds did the 6'11 center? 0.1. 0.6. How many assists did he average? Zero. What college, did he, what college did he go to? Oh, that's easy, y'all. His brother Cody went to? He don't know that. Victor Depot played together at? Indian. Boom. They back, baby. They back together. His brother Tyler. Austin Rivers hit a game one shot over. I knew one of them went to Duke. Didn't go to Duke. Oh, I also remember said the well, game. They, shit. Yeah, I, I know one of them played against That's a Duke. Plumley. Well, yeah. <laughs> Austin Rivers, who went to Duke, yeah. hit a big shot. NC. Huh? I know the 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 weakest one went to uh, uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Hmm. Make so. you think. <laughs> I love that. I oh, love no, that. Look like mildly intrigued. No, it's on, it's on there. Did you finish with Jaden? He's just been impressive. Yeah. So I like him. Jaden McDaniels was a reason why I wasn't really a fan of them getting that, getting getting rid of like those big halls. Like I felt like him and Jared Vanderbilt with cat at the five. You had a lot of defensive versatility there with them too. Where the fuck is Car Anthony Towns at? Yeah, Twitch. Maybe streaming. <laughs> is and he stuff. still streaming? Occasionally, yeah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> Impressive. This guy is having a DPOY type season. Um, the man out of Georgia, Nicholas Claxton, he's exceeded my expectations severely. Um, I knew he had the potential to be a great serviceable center. Um, ever since I saw him at the combine, I just saw it. He just has something about him that I just knew. And when you have a when you have a workhorse and he's now putting together some sort of skill with it. You did like him at the combine. You definitely I vouch. Did, yeah. I vouch. He has he has it all. He's he's shown that he's a very good center. In Let's get league. Derek to the combine this year too, so he can find the. I next don't know why thing. we haven't been. I literally yeah. don't know why we haven't been. Well, we had the COVID year. I would have went with a mask. <laughs> <laughs> all you had to do was. I don't vaccinated. think it was open though. I don't think it was open though. The second year, yes, but the first year, I don't even think it was open to anybody that was. That's wasn't. my type of shit. We yeah. already we did it was all, fun when we did, and it's down the street. We did All Star Media Day. We can handle that little draft media day. That ain't shit. Hell yeah! You go there, it, zero motherfuckers there. Just yep. ask your question. Hey, fucking Pat Riley sitting two yeah, rows say, next to. We up. had a lot of people sitting behind us. It was Tell Jim Boylan. Almost every NBA. Yeah, Larry Bird sitting yeah, right yeah, next Larry to Larry Bird. Is, in there. Oh, Larry Bird was in there. And we just never been back. Kendrick Perkins in there coaching oh. and shit. Yeah. Oh, he was. They had Roy Hibbert and Roy yeah. Hibbert was in there. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins was a coach. That's a good place to go to, man. I yeah. had fun in that motherfucker. I got a lot of it's interviews with players that are now rotational. Tyler Hero, uh, Cody Martin, uh, Cam Johnson. It was some guys in there. I know what I'm asking Jaylen people if we go back. What you asking? What's your warm up song? I'm not afraid <laughs> to take a stand. Everybody, take my hand. Nobody, they don't know who that's about though. We'll walk this road together <laughs> through the storm. I literally Whatever seen that man in Adidas party, and I literally that song started playing. I could not see him and not think of that. Yeah. Um, what am I on disappointment? Yep. Well, yep. last disappointment guy, I gotta be. We we all had somebody that I guess is easy. R.J. Baird, man. R.J. Baird. 
again, kind of the same conversations with a lot of different players. It's not that he's an awful worst player, but I do think the fact that we are having so much success behind Julius Randle and, and Jalen Brunson in addition of Josh Hart to close out games has kind of shadowed the fact that R.J. Barrett is not having, you know, a crazy year for a guy that just got 100 M's. And, you know, um, a lot of the tone that Mike had with RJ with uh, Poole is kind of the tone that I have with R.J. I kind of more expected R.J. to do a, a more things, and especially defensively if you ain't going to do shit offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just hasn't been there, man. It hasn't been there at all. Um, the shooting is where it's at. The shooting is just not really there. And we're not giving him the ball and letting him go to work. That's kind of Brunson and Randall. So the only way he can really – get in to do anything is to make shots. If yeah. we can give him Patrick Williams shooting, he would be fucking great. Like but against that game, again, the game against the Celtics where Brunson didn't play, he kind of got in his bag a little bit more. He did. He didn't have Brunson there to control the offense. Yeah, he did. Until bro. we got to fourth quarter in overtimes where he didn't score. Yeah, yeah he, he didn't did not score. <laughs> yeah. But I was even happy for the little moments that he, at this point, that's why I was disappointed because you're even, you're happy to get anything these days. Like, yeah. you're really happy to get anything. The fact that Tom Thibodeau don't trust him to close games anymore is kind of. We really went out and got Josh Hart because yeah. it's like, we'd much rather have him out there. During his win streak, I read that in the fourth quarter, not including the, the Celtics game because that was an anomaly, basically. But during his win streak, he's averaging four minutes in the fourth quarter, and it's the first four, not the last four. That's tough. That's sad. It's a guy yeah. who got 100 M's. We just gave this dude 100 plus M's. And that's tough, too. I think. It's you can look at the games where uh, a star like Jalen Brunson sits out and it's like you take off. But as a dude that knows that R.J. Barrett is not my franchise guy, I want him to be able to get off with With Jalen Brunson and, and, you know, and Julius Randle, too. That's what the long term about. That's kind of like what I was trying to say with the Bradley Beal averaging 30. It's like it's cool. But because, you know, that's not what you're going to ask him to do to be at your best for a franchise. You much rather just have him be better as a twenty-three point scorer who can play off of everybody within the offense. And the mm-hmm. same thing, R.J. Barrett. Yeah, it's cool if he can have a cool little game without R. Uh, without Brunson or if Randall set out. But in the grand scheme of things, you much rather him just be a really good player next to those two because that's the actual goal of how we're going to be at our fullest potential. Well, team, and teams are going to dare him to shoot all playoffs. Are. All playoffs. And I literally made a tweet when we were playing a Celtics saying, hey, some of this defense that Julius Randle was seeing is kind of concerning me because he's going to get this look. Him and Jalen Brunson, where teams are just trying to win any possession they can, they'll throw an extra body at Julius because what the fuck is R.J. Barrett going to do? Mm-hmm. Yep. And we also daring, played yeah. with Mitchell Robinson. They so were daring we, quickly and R.J. to beat them. What game was that? Quickly, he was talking about. He was like R.J. Barrett. They going at you every single possession in this fourth quarter. We watch so much basketball in the the chat that I can't remember. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's, yeah because you think if he's not scoring, how you think he could be like the the number one thing? Yeah, the defense should be there. He would hold his hat on and. As much as Drew Hanlon, who I have a, I like and have a lot of respect, as much as he vouched all the time for any uh, Joel Embiid and Jokic shit, you got to get in there and work with R.J. Barrett, bro. You ha- Like, R.J. Barrett has to Stop do something. Stop working with Joel. Something. He made it, motherfucker. Go work with R.J. Seriously. he ha- And Drew Hanlon has a great resume with Embiid, Tatum, uh, um, my mind's going fucking Bradley Beal. You can't get them all, but R.J. Barrett has to redefine some shit offensively, man. It's he's stiff, inconsistent shooting. He I gets to the rim, but don't make the shit sometimes. Like was this two he's summers a little ago? Better making them. We we went to do that Atlanta shit where we did the game show. Yeah, and I remember when we were like warming up and stuff. Luca Lucas 
was like, what is RJ Barrett good at? He can't shoot. He can't pass. He, he can't get to. He can't finish at the rim. Uh, like, what is he good at? The first thing that always comes up. We were on pick a side, and Joel was talking about RJ Barrett, and he was trying to, you know, get us to buy in on him. Mm. He's like, he's top ten in jersey sales, so that means oh, other people that. also see the vision. <laughs> I always think back to that. Like that. Shit was I cannot hilarious. believe my bro, my my boy said that, man. Yeah, he Stop. had a, a whole like three minute spiel. Yeah, about we was RJ. all looking like, like what the fuck? Yeah. He is great at compelling arguments. I don't yeah. know, how even he, if they're wrong. Yeah, we was just looking at each other, like, and I'm like, Joey, uh, that's why I draw the line. The jersey sales, is just, no, no. <laughs> we're not doing that. But yeah, RJ Bear has just been disappointed um, for what you would expect for him. Again, disappointed don't mean that they're the worst player. I know a lot of fans and people gonna watch and listen to this and think. It's the end of the world because we put people. This ain't who's the worst player in the NBA. This is who has not met what you had. Ex- That's Keon Johnson, for. according to advanced stats. <laughs> that always be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that Kevin Knox and I want yeah. to fight y'all. And here players, that has to be the goal on the year. Do not be the worst be player worse. in the league. Don't, Just be, don't be the worst player in the league. Don't get relegated. Don't end up in a fucking G or in overseas hooping. Uh, alike is a player that. I didn't see in college, obviously. Um, but I watched them the first couple games of seasons. Like, oh, Make this- sure y'all watch college basketball this week because we're going to fill out a bra- – like, I ain't we, we can all do it together, share screen, whatever. But it would be fun to do it because it's like y'all might have some crazy brackets y'all don't even watch. Yeah. It's going to be Derek or some shit. We should, 82%. We should put a little money on it. Come on. For fun. It's a fun we money cre- yet. We could create we're our own thing in app as well where our fans could join too. Oh, true. Yeah, 100% oh, we should do that. Through the wire community thing. And I bet – we can get them some free through the wire merch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For the winner. Yeah. That's it. what if we win, y'all give us free shit. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh so a player that I watched the first week and a half of the season, I'm like, oh shit, this is my rookie. You know, this is the rookie I'm attaching myself to, like I do every single season with somebody. And he's been Santa Clara rookie. Santa Clara rookie. Oh, he's yeah. been miles ahead of what he was at the beginning of the season. This man is on a fucking tear. He's playing a position. I ain't know he can play either. Bro, he's you doing everything. I told you who he reminded me of. What, Shea? Yeah. Yeah, Shea, yeah, yeah. He does he does everything. <laughs> I liked him originally because hey, if I'm not getting this board, I'm running. And you gonna yeah. catch me on a fast break and I'm a dunk and I'm gonna lay it up they smooth or whatever. Pace. And, and now it's the three point shot. He's getting isolation calls. He's one hand, one more. I just dunking. He's really good again. Yeah, getting to the basket. Right that place, right hand, time type player. He got his first dunk until like a senior season, too. I found out. Man. He's a late bloomer. You couldn't tell. And if you're not watching for Shea, which you should be. Should be watching for J Dub and Giddy you too. You should, yeah. The they Thunder always gonna have nice some shit there. to watch. Yeah. I'm mad, my boy Trey Man ain't nothing to watch no more. He gonna get back though. Isaiah Joe took that minute, the minutes, and he, 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 he gonna get back. Isaiah Joe be knocking that bitch down. Donny, man, <laughs> Donny though. Like, you can't give him a slither of space, bro. He got that hair, and he can't miss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> I look like him too, bro. I just saw him and um, I was watching him the other day. He was hooping in Hardens that we got for free, and there's oh, somebody was? else on his team that he, that was hooping in him. If y'all put them on, I right, can't. Okay. Mike said he hooped in them. I can't the, wait to The Hardens, right? Yeah. They was ass. I ain't gonna lie. You said I, you hooped in them? You can't say that. We're trying to get Adidas sponsors. I love them. Oh, they Thank was you, the me best. too. They was the best. I just hooped in them a couple minutes ago. They was amazing. Yeah. That's hoop. Let's all wear our Hardens. I'm gonna wear mine. We ain't all gonna Let's wear all wear the same. I wouldn't stuff. all wear the Because I got I got a, I got a, I got a pair of dames. I, I, I rock some Adidas with the it. The new ones that was like 71. Nope. I got the dames from years ago. But oh. they exist still. Let's hoop. Let's do some more content. They want to see me. I would. I would only hoop for content. Let's do a one on. <laughs> let's do a one on one tournament so everybody can play each other. That's what they want to see me and Mike. They want to see you and Derek. 
I'm sure they want to see me and Derek some more. You and Mike, me and you. Yeah, just Why give them every everybody plays against each other, and we give them all what they want. I'm down. I'm down for it for real. Yeah. Then we get the power rankings, and then we <laughs> shoot the, we shoot the same video twice a year and see if the power rankings change. Come on. I'm down. Mike, I'm about to be on that fucking Keon Johnson. Don't be last. <laughs> uh, what do we on like? You just did a like. So I did a like. Yeah. Um, this is a disappointment, and not more so the player. Is more so on the pick is Davion Mitchell, and it's just because looking at the Kings this season, he it's kind of like how we like talking about RJ Beer. It's he. They got him as a ninth pick, and he's just gonna be their back. He's not. He's not gonna start in no time soon with with De'Aaron Fox, <laughs> and he's still not even really doing nothing crazy off the bench. Fight. He's having five points Fight. off the bench Fight. for the ninth Fight. pick. They could have got a lot Fight. better options Fight. on that. Sh- sure, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yes, there were people. They drafted already had their PG, and they picked up another one. That still ain't been. But on that's shit. also a three year. You you're. You're discrediting him because he was picked early? I'm discrediting the pick. But you said Davion Mitchell, though. It's not his fault he was drafted ninth. I I said I'm discrediting. I'm disappointed in the pick and in his situation. That was two years ago. (laughs) We disappointed shit that happened two years ago. He hasn't been on shit, KB. (laughs) He's a pit ball. I don't don't think they drafted him to come in and be 20, 15, not even 10 point per game score, honestly. That's fair enough. It's just he ain't. I think he. Shit. I think he is a quality backup center because he gives a different point element. Point 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 point. Point. <laughs> what is he? He's a backup center. <laughs> <laughs> he's a. I think he's quality enough backup because he brings another element to a team that is all offense and no defense, where he could come in and you saw yesterday against the Pelicans if specifically. If the Kings went on he, shit this season, would it be more of a concern for you? I guess, but their own shit. I mean, I'm not gonna live in a world of hypotheticals. They are one of the best teams of basketball. And he's a rotational piece in that. He plays backup <laughs> minutes. That's a wild-ass laugh. If the Kings weren't on shit, would you care? I probably wouldn't give a fuck about I think nothing I would, if a lot of they, teams If they on wasn't shit. on shit, we wouldn't be looking at Davion Mitchell. We'd be looking at the Tyrese Halliburton and Sabonis Dre, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. they're on shit, and Sabonis is an all the caliber If player. the Bucks wasn't on shit, I mean, if anybody ain't on shit that's on shit, it changes everything, Mike. I'm just saying this Kings, the, se- the season that the Kings have, it kind of overshadows that he ain't really done shit. But it's... I guess it just matters on what you're expecting. I didn't have expectations for David. Yeah, I'm a, the same thing I said to Derek, I'm going to circle back to you and say, what was your expectation going into the year for you to be this disappointed? We all have I'm three not, guys that we're he disappointed had in, he had an average and we have three guys points. who had exceeded our expectations. So for you to have, out of all the NBA players in the league, he made your one of the three disappointed. What was your expectation then? I'm not saying he had to be out. He had to come out and score 15 to 20 points, something like that. I just thought the impact would be a little bit better for having a ninth. And what on a area though? Point what What about his game that you've seen? He's been cool. He's been all right. So where does your expectation came come from? He would have more noise to him than just being all right. What backup point guard do you know that makes a lot of noise that's more than I? Oh. We could say like players like Bones High, like he doesn't have. He that. don't fucking what play. The fuck? He got traded. He no, get DMPs. Hey, Mike, Mike. Oh man, uh, that's why I was, I was gonna say as a recent. You're no, going okay. You're I'm going saying, on. You I'm want saying. him to have a fucking bag where he's dribble, dribble, has he pull up mid range two air ball, then the next one he and gonna he's make. He's never done that though. So that's he's, what I'm saying. You can't. Davion Mitchell plays good defense, and he's efficient as a backup point guard. That's all I need. On last a playoff year, team. Last year he played 30 minutes per game because they fucking sucked. And they have an all NBA caliber point guard right now who's getting 30 plus minutes and they're winning basketball Microwave games. Wave score. I'm a this man, Davion, comes onto the court. He's going to pick your 40, 40, um, 94 feet. He's going to be efficient. 
and he's going to play defense. That's for a backup point guard. That's all you need. Was he drafted too high? Maybe, but he's a fucking backup point guard. Yeah, we beat that. We beat that dead horse when that happened. That yeah, it's over. Year. It's uh, over. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, since then they've traded for Kevin Herter. They traded for Demonte Bonus. They drafted Keegan Murray. Trey they, Lyles. They've got nothing Malik but Monk. hits right now. I can't look two years ago and be like, oh fuck, Davion Mitchell was drafted too too damn high. Two picks after him was who? I don't even know who's who's after him in the draft class. Kai Jones. We live it with Davion Mitchell. Was Trey it Ka- Murphy. Kai Jones or uh, Trey Murphy was way after. Lot yeah, is like 15. Every team like, in yeah, the lottery. We can have revisionist history on who should have been drafted where. But like it's not like they reached for him. He was projected to go in that realm anyway. You know what I'm saying? And you're not no fucking draft expert. These are the people that were drafted. I, after I, I, I'm, I'm not saying the man the ain't shit. I'm saying I, I'm here disappointed are, in this situation. Here are the people drafted out there. Zaire Williams, who's <laughs> in the fucking Moody, G League Chris right Dorte. now. James Booknight cannot, cannot get minutes on a team that fucking sucks. He was on my disappointment as well. Josh time. Primo is out of the league. Okay, it's this draft. Okay, so it ain't Josh uh, Primo, Chris Dorte lost his starting spot. He don't even really play. Moses Moody don't play. Corey Kispers Moses cool. Moody is the, on my list. I just named the seven players drafted after him, and you can argue Davion Mitchell is the best out of all of them right now. He might be averaging just six points per game, but he's an impactful six. Holy shit. That was a list of players that really don't do shit. Exactly. I mean, after that, you got, you got Shingon. Yeah, of course, you're right. Trey Murphy after yeah. that. But, like, that's seven picks later. <laughs> that's why I started. I said I'm more so disappointed in the situation for him. But more also, so than like he, I think if he, he goes to any team, he's going to be in the same situation. But that's all hindsight because you're saying now Trey Murphy – Again, that's what I'm you saying. You remember what a, he did in the tourney? You're not a draft expert. Do you remember what Davion Mitchell did in the tourney? When they drafted him, yeah, you wasn't won. saying, oh, why they didn't get Trey Murphy? You were saying, oh, why did they draft him at the guard? Which, again, I understand. They had Tyrese Halliburton. They had De'Aaron Fox. But now they no longer have Tyrese Halliburton. And they're one of the best teams in basketball. I was with you when it happened. I'm yeah, over I think we now. all were. We <laughs> all was I'm like, oh, what that. the fuck? I'm over it now. But they've been and we're shit. talking about disappointing players. So you can't tell me you're disappointed for him to be in that situation and try to flip it. Nah, they, you put Davion Mitchell on that list because you expected what? I don't know. I I started off with I'm more so disappointed in the situation he's in than him as a player. That's how I literally started off. We're doing off players. Derek, what's next? Uh, I'm on disappointment, right? Yep, I think I'll go back. Yeah, not, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. he just did disappointment. No, nah, but I think the way it go, he starts off. Yeah, he one. starts. He has to start I, off on the same one. I did. Just give something. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I only have one more player to talk about. Me too. About, okay. Okay. Great. Uh, disappointed player, and it was Trey Young. Ooh. Um, Trey Young has been disappointed. Talk just because your shit. When you look at the caliber of guards, he's not supposed. He's supposed to be in that upper echelon of conversations where he's like top three. I don't. Trey Young hasn't been a top three point guard this season. De'Aaron Fox has jumped in there. Jalen Bronson has probably jumped Damian in there. Lillard reclaimed Damian Lillard, Luka. Uh, so there's so many names now above Trey Young that he's just kind of falling down instead of progressing up, which he should have been. He's a guy who could be in MVP conversations. This team has regressed severely. They're under 500. And Got another coach fired. Yeah, it's just that whole team is kind of a dumpster fire. They're 22nd in defense, which is a big. he's a big reason of that. Um, and it just seems like he can't really play with another star quality guard like Dejounte Murray. It just seems like he kind of needs a team full of shooters. Much and you got to like this so much better. Be more of a heel centric offense where he can't play as a team player more so. Yeah, I don't hate it. I like this one much better than Bradley Beal. The stats are there, but they always impact is the impact is there. It's a good one. Exceed it. I love this name. Yo, when I was able to write this name down, my body started tingling. I felt real, real good. I guess this is somebody who you picked in college. 
No, he said, nah, he's he's he was gonna be good. Nah, no, 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 no. no, it's not. It's just he, 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 his name holds a lot of weight on our podcast. I think y'all gonna all smirk when y'all hear the name. I'm gonna start off with some things though. This dude, okay. First of all, he's only 30 years old. I don't know why in my brain for the last several years I thought this man was 32, 33. Okay? That's number one. Number two, he's one of the few players who I know get less shots, efficiency goes up. Or just his performance as a player goes up. That's very rare for a guy to always get 15, 16 shots and they dial it all the way back to about 12, 11. And he's a better player. He ain't shot this least of shot attempts in a decade. The last time he shot the amount of shots he's shooting right now was a decade ago on the Orlando Magic team. Ladies and gentlemen, Tobias Harris is exceeding my expectations. Oh, Tobias fucking Harris. Is he light-skinned? He's like your color. He's like, he a little bit lighter than you, but not as light as you. Okay, he's Is J. Cole light-skinned? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Then Tobias. They're the same player. Yeah. The same person. Same person. He's giving you 15, six, two and a half assists, shooting 50% from the field, 38% from three, 86% from the free throw line, like Patrick Williams and some other guys I mentioned. I don't like that he's only getting there like 1.6 times a game. But listen to how he's shooting from three. 46%. That's the best part. 46% on pull-up threes. Mm. 37% on catch and shoot. We know how crucial that is with Joel Embiid and we'll James Harden. Yeah. Um, above the break, 36%. Corner threes, 42%. Isolation impact, A+. plus. Derek, what do you have to say about this Tobias Harris praise on your podcast? Defense. He's going up. On-ball defense, he's a plus defender for them. Not always been the case with Tobias Harris. He was about average. He's above average this year. 70% at the rim. 49% on long mid-range. Again, that's not a floater. That's what I love about cleaning the glass. They 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 take the two apart because uh-huh. a lot of people clump them together. I'm a mid-range guy. Yep. So when I see mid-range, motherfucker, I want to know, pump fake at the three-point line, one dribble in, mid-range jump shot. He's shooting almost 50% mm-hmm. on that shot. It's not a lot of guys who fall t- in the totem pole and their play elevates. It's just the case. And Tobias Harris, I think, has done a very good job of that. They were blessed to get a diamond in the rough with Tyrese Maxey, who is their third option now. Tobias Harris ain't frown. He ain't pout. He just became a more efficient, effective basketball player that's going to help Philly make a push to the, the championship. And I put the fact that he's only 30 because he's after this year. He's on the last year of his deal. And I think, like Chris Dasperzingas, he's going to be a high commodity because, again, one of the conversations I brought up with the Jordan Poole thing is not the fact that we have to separate the player and the contract. They're always going to be intertwined. But as basketball people and basketball fans around the world, we have to start to have dialogue and discourse on how to pull out a player's value outside of the contract. Once they get it the first couple of years, I understand the conversation. But after a while, it's just it's what they make. You can't take the amount of money away. You're not going to release them because they're too valuable. So what do you do? You have to find something about them. They're either valuable or they're not. And I think a guy like Tobias Harris, the conversation has always been dominated around the fact that he makes so much money. It is what it is. Now, when this dude hit free agency, he's going to be a high commodity because look at what he can give you, and he won't be commanding 30 million dollars anymore. Mm-hmm. But Tobias Harris has exceeded expectations for me supremely, and I think he's part of the reason why Philly 
is able to be as good of a team as they are. Derek, rebuttal. I love it. I, I have <laughs> nothing else to say. Nine. I've always wanted him to be a great quality <laughs> third or fourth option, but I I did have to separate him from the contract eventually. Okay. Um, at least you, you, you And I think a big a great reason why he's able to do this now is James Harden is there. James Harden makes everything easier. Uh, he no longer has to deal with Ben. Ben Simmons isn't the guard of James Harden. They play completely different. Ben Simmons is more so attacking a break or standing in the dunker spot, whereas James Harden is manipulating the defense. He, he used to do he those used things. To be. Yes, yes. And creating open shots. And then it just makes the game easier for Tobias. And now you get to see that development from him. Shout out to Toby. Yeah. Yeah. Um. To me, for that that Philly team, it's been a lot about sacrifice. You know, with James Harden, what he did the offseason, Tyrese Maxey being able to come off the bench for them, and Tobias Harris, I think, has been one of the biggest things because, like you said, he's not accustomed to playing to that style. I think he's one of the guys that really had to buy in. One of the things he had to do is he had to be that guy that is a defensive-minded type dude alongside just like he has to catch and shoot now and a lot of his, his scoring opportunities. Like, we know that. He likes to have a put the ball on the ground and do a pump fake and get a feel for it. A lot of times he just has to make quick moves with how the offense goes. And, you know, a lot of credit to him for being able to make that, uh, you know, adapt and change. I got no more. Uh, we went through all of mine, but I'll give a I'll give a bonus like Kobe White, man. <laughs> you were supposed to give a disappointment. I gave it like I don't have any more disappointments. <laughs> um, Kobe White, shout out to him. Kobe White, man, has re defined who he has been throughout his NBA career. Um, and, and he's playing with a lot of fire, a lot of passion. He recognizes that the only way I'm going to get minutes over the other 17 guards of Chicago is if I play a lot of defense and scrap, and he's doing that. Um, so I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't mind a Kobe White extension. The way he's hooping right now, I have a feeling that if they don't bring him back, he's going to go somewhere else and he's going to ball his ass off. And that's they're a, that's a cool way. Yeah, I, I have a fear of that. Um, so shout out to Kobe White. That's Brand, just a terrible thing. Brandon's show. That's a terrible thing to have as your team, that players come there, they leave, and then they go thrive somewhere. Bro, the game against the Pacers that we were at, I don't think you recognize, because I didn't. I, I knew that he's playing with a lot of fire and shit, but I didn't recognize it deeply until I was in the arena. And, like, every time out, he's, th- he's chatting. He get a stop on, he was like TJ McConnell or some shit. He's in TJ McConnell fate, you know, like shit like that. I'm like, damn, I didn't recognize that Kobe was on that type of time. And one time... He was in an isolation situation with somebody. He got past his defender, and the crowd was, ooh, because, you know, Kobe White can do some crazy yeah. shit sometimes, spin move between the legs. You got a bag. You got a little bag. And then the help defender was Isaiah Jackson. And because the crowd was like, ooh, ooh, he went up, got that shit smacked. <laughs> and, and it luckily went out of bounds, and he started laughing at it himself. Like, he was feeling the crowd and stuff. He even did one of these out there. He got blocked. I'm like, man, I fuck with Kobe White, man. Does defense come from right here? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even ask me what he averaged in the season. I couldn't tell you. What is his shooting splits? I couldn't tell you. He could be missing every shot, but I'm I'm impressed with his other shit. I think defense is one of those things that a lot of NBA players have the tools to do. They just have to want to do it. Unless you like Trey Young, a lot of obviously someone Trey Young been playing a little bit better defense, but he don't got the tools. He don't. He don't. He he can try his absolute hardest. He's getting dog more more likely than not. (laughs) Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah, because I mean, a lot of these dudes grew up. They don't have to fucking play. We've seen Steph Curry. People say well, we've seen Steph Curry sit down and play defense. Mm-hmm. We've seen Kyrie Irving have a great defensive game against James Harden, one mm-hmm. of the best isolation. So everybody has a tool; they just have to do it. Yep, gotta have a wheel to one the, the willpower. Well, anybody got any other ones? No, nah, I kind of threw out a Jalen Suggs earlier. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, we threw out the names that I I was gonna mention. Oh, Kawhi's averaging eight points per game. You say who? 
Kobe White. Oh. Career, oh. career low. Career low in minutes, too, though. So that's, you know, those things have to. Hey, I mean, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of guards over there. Damn, a two-hour episode. Hey, we appreciate y'all watching and listening to this episode through the wire, man. Um, we'll be back, of course, on Saturday with another episode. Another uh, banger. Another banger. We appreciate y'all. Oh, somebody else got to close it because there's no Anwar to hit the stop. Yeah, Anwar, <laughs> hopefully your tire situation got taken care of. Um, We'll see y'all next time, man. We out. All right, Peace. man.